since when? Last week, motherfucker. Like, shit, people get on your, like, first off, I'm black, and it's hard going to a black barbecue and telling people I'm vegan, because they start giving you shit immediately. They was like, so you you ain't eating no ribs at this fucking barbecue? That's how you feel, Corday? That's how you feel? But if you was to think about it, right, if I'm vegan, that means there's more meat for the rest of y'all, right? No, but my family got a problem. It's like, so you gonna bring your plant-based burgers and put it on this fucking grill? I don't fucking think so, Corday. That's not what's gonna happen. And the funny thing about it was, after I brought my plant-based sausages and burgers and stuff like that, after they got through eating most of their shit, they walked over and was like, hey, yo, can I try some of that shit? I was like, no, motherfucker. He's like, I'll switch you. I'll give you a rip for your old, right? You can't have none of this, but kind of sample your, some of your shit anyway. Um... Also, dudes are stupid. You want to know why we're stupid? It's because, like, yo, have any dudes in here been single, right? And you're like, damn, I wish I had a chick or some shit like that, right? And then you start talking to a female, and y'all, like, hitting it off, and then she want to get serious. And then you start thinking, like, shit, I get serious with her, but what about all the pussy I'm going to give up if I, if I start dating her, right? Think, But not really thinking about it, you wasn't getting pussy beforehand. So you're like, damn, then your homie start convincing you. He was like, dude, don't get with her. Bro, there's so much pussy out here, bro. What about that one girl that was smiling at you at the diner? You can still go talk to her. You can't fuck her in your relationship and shit like that, right? And then so you don't get with the girl, right? You try to hang out with your homies because you're trying to keep it down, right? But then your home is getting a fucking relationship. It's like, bruh, how you gonna get in a relationship when you told me not to get in a relationship? It was like, well, dude, because I can fuck her, I can't fuck you. And I was like, well, you could fuck me, but we don't get down like that. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, yeah. Um, it's a little bit of rant. But also, any guys ever noticed that the moment you get in a relationship is when chicks start, like, trying to date you? Like, it's like they can smell the commitment on you. Like, is that commitment I smell over there? Like, is that... <laughs> Is that good morning text? Hmm, is that ever loving love right there? I smell like I don't fucking get it. You know, like I so I honestly just tell people that I'm married and then I start fucking chicks. They're like, and I start feeling guilty. I'm like, I'm cheating on my wife, not again. She's like, don't worry. You know, eventually, you know, I is it, it, it maybe for the better, you know, because it seems like you're not happy. I know she just treats me so bad. It was like, well, maybe we can continue this relationship. I'll say, yes, the fuck we can't continue this relationship, because bitch, I'm not married, but I tricked you and shit like that, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, she fell for it and we kind of we kept on fucking a few more times but she was kind of pissed i lied but you know it's whatever i got i got laid that's the end of the end of the day um how many dudes like chicks who wear a lot of makeup you guys anybody right don't like it right like as you think like what's the what's the fear what's the biggest fear yeah waking up to, waking up to it like in the morning right but think about this right Waking up to the, in the morning, right? And she might be uglier than what she was when she went at night. But what's the thing that you failed to miss about that whole sentence right there? If you wake it up to her in the morning, right? That means you fucked. Mission accomplished, cause you fucked her, right? So mission accomplished. Instead of thinking like, oh, dude, what's she gonna look like in the morning? I don't want to date a chick with makeup. Why don't she gonna look like in the morning? If you fucked, mission accomplished. And now she looks kind of scary in the morning. You now know that you can't spend the night at her house. You could just fuck. And you gotta go. You gotta make up some story. I gotta work early in the morning or some shit like that. But you still fucked anyway. So. um that's good. Also, so uh, I like to date white girls. Um, or at least, of course, in my family I do because I dated one in the fifth grade. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because my homies say that I date uh, white girls, but I date offensive linemen, kind of big white girls, which ain't true, but, you know, that's what they tell me all the time. It was just one girl, but they hold on to it. So according to my friends and my family, I date chicks who look like they play for Alabama's offensive line. 
you know so uh they big and shit like that but hell yeah i made a bitch who, who like played for alabama's offensive line right because uh, according to alabama so that bitch gonna get drafted you know she's gonna become a millionaire you know i'm gonna stick this shit out you know i was it was a little hard initially like back in january because when they lost to clemson i couldn't be standing on the sidelines with no fucking loser i start going over to like clemson's offensive line try to hang out with those white bitches you know but um we're gonna stick through it she just entered the draft so she got an agent and shit i'm gonna see this shit through and if she get an injury i'm gonna divorce her and then I'm just take all the money she got like most white chicks do um <laughs> I got, I'm glad you guys like that um so yeah uh anybody a fan of TLC right right fucking remember that song no scrubs right growing up that was the shit no won't no scrubs cuz scrubs is the guy who can't get no love from me I fucking hate that song. I fucking hate that song so much because growing up, chicks would be like, like Corday, I don't want to talk to you because I don't want no scrubs hanging out the side of your best friend's ride trying to holler at me. I'm like, bitch, I'm 10. What the fuck you talking about, scrubs? My best friend's right? You talking about my mom's van? What the fuck you talking about? Also, I don't know why you bring this shit up. We at the fucking, we at the fucking um, swings. What this shit got to do with the fucking, like, best friend's right? I don't know. That's fucking, I hate that song. Um, there's a lot of scar tissue to me. Um, yeah, scar tissue. What the fuck I said? Man, for sure, man. We for sure, for sure. Fuck them. And if I, if I also funny thing about that song is right. Them chicks was talking about I don't want nobody who I don't want a broke to hang outside of their best friends, right? Them bitches sold platinum albums. It was still broke. They make fifty thousand dollars off a fucking platinum ass CD. So you calling me broke, bitch? You broke, all right? Fucking three of y'all got to divide that shit up and all that shit. You talking about all this bullshit? Ah, uh, just giving a history lesson real quick. Um, I'm gonna give you guys something to go off of or close this shit out with. Um. You know, you know what upsets me? Why do chicks ask so many goddamn questions when you're watching a movie? Like, why are you asking? Like, chicks be always be like, um, do you know like what's gonna happen? Uh, like, like what's gonna happen? Oh my god, is he gonna die and shit like that? Why do they always ask that, right? Like, you gotta explain to chicks. Like, I explained this to my sister or chicks I'm dating. I'm like, yo, okay, first off, I didn't write this movie. I didn't produce it. I didn't help direct it. I didn't see this before I came out with you to see this fucking movie. So I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, okay? Also, I think the worst thing they ever did is like when you buy a DVD at home and then you watch some shit with someone because now they get the opportunity to leave or then if they get confused, they can rewind the shit back. Like I remember I watched like Phone phone Booth, right? right uh, I watched Phone Booth. That shit is an hour and 10 minutes. We spent three hours because my sister was confused and she didn't get exactly what was going on in that shit you know it's fucking i don't know they say dudes are dumb but bitch can't bitches can't get movies i don't know fuck um that's it <laughs> that's it for me i've been corday thank you beautiful beautiful can you say something hey my man you got a cigarette all right beautiful no sir where, who the, where the fuck you come from Okay. Um, that's against the rules. Welcome, folks. How you guys doing? Doing good. I see you signed up. Is that right? No, I just wrote Yeah, you signed up. You signed polite. Just an open mic. You signed your name on a list. That means you're coming on stage. This isn't this isn't a fucking AA meeting. You know, signing up. Okay. 
All right. Well, fucking welcome anyway. You don't have to go if you don't want to, but that is what the that that list means. Just so you know. So I may call you up when it gets to your name, but you don't gotta come up. But um, you know, and you, you you enjoy the enjoy the show. Okay. We got we got fucking Beavis and Butthead over here. Oh, God bless you guys for coming through. God bless you. You didn't want. It sounds like you didn't want to be here. All right, you you fucking you want to tell some jokes, don't you? <laughs> Your friend is not supportive at all, other than that he's here, and God bless him for that, and God bless the both of you for that. And uh, what's your name, man? Dude, what's your last name? What? I'm Dan Eukaitis, but uh, uh, why? Because I didn't know how to pronounce it. So Corbin. Damn Eukaitis. Damn Eukaitis. That sounds like a fucking Russian dude trying to get out of check. Damn Eukaitis. I don't know. All right, everybody, give it up for Corbin. Wait, can we just can we take like a break or tell the other? You talk to him. You tell him. Hey guys, listen. There's a fucking black hole of laughs in here, and we we fucking need you, dude. All right, well. Hey man, you might you might just have to go. I don't know how long you've been doing comedy, but you might just have to go tell jokes and kind of in front of these four people. We've all been there, Corbin. We've all been there. We don't need you anyways, dude. You don't. If you're funny. If, you know, go ahead and log it because I'm about to go out there in a second. But, uh, but you know, I don't know. Are you new to this shit? Okay. Well, then you should know that part of the game is you got to fucking make like two or three people laugh sometimes. Yeah, they, they, they're not, they're not going to laugh at you anyway. Damn, he locked his second lock. All right. Well, that was that was. Okay. Well, you know, don't take that. Yeah, that's that's your own personal shit. Everybody, give it up for uh, Corbin. Damn, you kind of. Thank you, everybody. All right, guys. Uh, why do we even have a microphone? You know, it's such a small, nice room. I don't want to shit on it, though. You know, it's actually better than this little. I lived in a little shack uh, in a backyard in Burbank once upon a time, and uh, we had like a makeshift stage and some trees. And I would like play some riffs on the guitar and jump off this big piece of plywood, and we felt like we were all superstars. And we had a little like psycho thing just like this. And I would do that, but like tune, I'd make tunes, and the the neighbors hated us. You know, they absolutely hated us. Um, yeah, it's really good to not be in uh, the shithole of Los Angeles anymore. Um, also had some shit I wrote down on my phone, so let's figure out. You know, if we can lock this again, I can talk as long as I want to. So, <laughs> welcome to the Corbin Dammy Kaida Show, everybody. So happy to have you on here today. Woo! 
All right. Uh, so first and foremost, what's going on? I'm also from Texas, um, and I also have had somewhat gay experiences that I did not necessarily want. So I could really relate to that guy. Uh, really happy the girls left because I have a raging herpes outbreak right now, and I really wanted to be able to talk about it. Um, let's talk about... <laughs> I also forced a kid to eat a mold cookie when I was a little kid. Um, you, this isn't going to make sense to you guys, um, but uh, this guy almost ate a burrito that was like probably a month or two old. Um, say what? No, no, this guy over here, this guy who who left for his cigarette, but it's okay. <laughs> has two cigarettes or three cigarettes, however many cigarettes before uh, we decided. See if I can get through this list of shit. Um, okay. Um, so I feel like I'm in like the the scene from Pulp Fiction, you know, where like they they get caught in the basement and there's like you find out they're like BDSM. I just feel like something really bad is gonna happen to me right now. Um, let's talk about. Um, I feel like they were trying to act like they had a lot of clout with like some of their. Um, like he was saying, oh, I'm dating this bitch and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't know if things are necessarily going that well for him. Um, you know, I had some, some up and down times with dating myself, you know. I was like single for a year and that was when I was doing the most comedy. I had no sex for a whole year and I was doing comedy like every night. And my whole set was about like not getting laid and like being single and feeling like unfuckable and undateable. Um, and it was really rough on me, man. Um, and then, yeah, I've been in a relationship and just like the black guy said, uh, I'm so happy he's outside. I've just wanted to break up all the time. You know, I'm just like, I feel chained. I hate it. Um, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. So I've been doing, um, I used to do the same scripted, presentation I have nothing nothing uh, ready right now no no jokes no turns no classic comedy turns for you folks there's nothing lined up um, I have a list of things to go off of let's see we I've been I used to do I used to do a folk cam web show when I lived in Los Angeles I got paid a whopping $15 an hour to play folk music and I would play for eight hours a day I lived in the ghetto and uh, they hated it so much. They threw rocks through my window. There was ambulances. Uh, it was very scary. And now I get paid big money for a webcam show. I mean, relatively big money um, because I'm a salesman. And I moved to San Francisco. Uh, I'm also going to make this uh, seminar, OK? I moved to San Francisco with $50 in my pocket. And barely enough for one week of hotel, caffeine pills, and uh, like 20 PB&Js. This is a true story. I really had $50. And I remember being in Dolores Park and thinking, oh my god, I'm so completely, absolutely fucked. And there's no way out of this, really. And just looking at the sky and like thinking about homelessness and this girl that I had talked into having sex with me. And, you know, I, I was actually starting to get laid again because I had to work so hard. I was doing petitions for like $3 a signature. 
and I'd get like 100 or 200 of them a day because I needed it, you know? And so I'd just aggressively fight for uh, the le to keep flavored tobacco legal, and it didn't win, but I got a lot of money in the process, enough to launch a career in sales again after having not done petitions for a couple years, enough to, to have some, some money. Things are going better now, uh, but I'm a workaholic. I'm doing like 70 or 80 hours a week. I'm losing my fucking mind. Um, I feel like I'm 26, I'm gaining weight. I feel like I'm living like in a 35 or a 40 year old person body. This girl is saying she wants to fucking marry me sometimes, you know? And it's like, I've gone from like, oh, I can't get laid and I'm poor to like, I fucking am in this relationship and I'm making money, but like, it's not any better, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it fucking sucks. Um, but not like necessarily. It is really nice to know that like, I could just not work for like a year or two years and be okay. Like I do have a little bit of a nest egg saved up, but for San Francisco, it's like, it's all relative, you know? Like you have so long to go before you really have money here. Um, so long to go. But yeah, I do a web webinar every day. It's the same exact, same exact script. I'm doing a screen share. I'm selling some software, slinging some deals, slinging some real estate technology all over the place. And um, yeah, that's where I put my entertainment energy these days. Um, so let's see. I have three bullet points left. Fuck the girl at Dolores Park. I'm stuck in a codependent relationship. Um, oh, and anytime someone tells you on the phone, like if, if someone is trying to sell you something on the phone and they say that they need approval from their boss, uh, they're almost never talking to their boss. Um, I just want to say that, right? So they're almost always stalling for time, trying to find ways to fuck you in the ass a little bit. Um, I've done it. I've done it more than I care to admit. Um, I have some, I have a kind of an aggressive sales personality. I've, I've sold a lot of bullshit. Um, and uh, yeah, anytime someone tells you that uh, prices are based off an algorithm, who can relate to this? What is, what, what is my life come to, you know? What am I doing with my life these days? Is anyone else a workaholic that just can't stop working? Does anyone else go through that? Are you guys going through that right now? Yeah, what do you do for work? You're a web developer. Okay, how much more time do I have? Hey, it's so great to have everybody back now that I'm finishing up. All right, so, you know, I uh, recently, my friend was telling me, hey, Corbin, you know, you should really be a Mormon. And he was telling me all about it. I thought, you know, I would love to be a Mormon. You want to know why? Uh, I, it just dawned on me that, I don't know if you know this, when you're a Mormon, when you die, you get your very own planet. And I thought, you know, sign me up. I've been looking for great reasons to kill myself. My guy, Corbin. Damn you, Kytus. Damn, Eukaitis. All right. Well, you know what? Let me tell you. Let me tell you some. Let me tell you some. First of all, put that away. Okay. Luke. I don't know who you fucking think you is. Just out here, just you know what I'm saying. You see the fucking sign? No alcohol in or out. My right capital. He know I got some drink in my pocket. Anyway, 
but I don't though. All right, all right, fuck. See, this is a t- this is a hard room. They're not laughing at me. They they're not laughing at you. I thought I could overcome it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a di- it's difficult, and that's just part of being a comedian, man. So, and sometimes, you know, motherfuckers got to take a cigarette break, and so you got to talk to like two people, and it's just more, it's just a challenge, you know. Okay, you know, and you know, uh, let's give a round of applause to it for this guy for you know trying to give up the cigarettes. <laughs> round of applause. Round of applause. Okay, well, you, you give me one clap. All right, fuck you then. Fucking beat his ass later if you want, Corbin. Damn you, Kytus. Um, All right, so our next comedian, she's here. She's in the flesh. She's about to be funny. Right? Aren't you? What's your last name? It says it says D on the list. Or do would you prefer not to give it? Okay. All right. Okay. Um, everybody, give it up for Madison D. Thank you. I'm like mildly worried about Pooja. Pooja, are you okay? Yeah. All right, just checking. This is me being a good friend, you guys. This is what healthy friendship looks like, you know? Um, I also didn't realize I was about to go up. Do you guys want to hear about Stockholm Syndrome? I don't know how well you're going to relate to this. Uh, I feel like I have fashion Stockholm syndrome, you know, like I'll see something. I'll be like, oh, that's that's really ugly. And I'll see it like three more times. And I'll be like, I guess that's what people are wearing these days. And then like six more times. And I'm like, well, I guess now I own this like bomber jacket with the furriness on the inside. I don't know, they just, they get you used to it. And then you see it five years later and you're like, I was mistaken, so mistaken. And women laugh at that more, but I promise I don't have any female audience members right now. Um, but honestly, I think that Stockholm Syndrome is like the best thing that could ever happen to you. Like if it comes down to it and you're kidnapped and you have the choice between being Belle like, okay, so you know Belle from Beauty and the Beast, right? Okay, so she has the choice between being kidnapped with a monster and living in a castle with a prince. Which one would you choose? It's obvious. Choose the one that's fun. That's your brain protecting you. Like, lean into Stockholm Syndrome, okay? That's all I'm saying. Guys, I'm still worried about Pooja. Okay. She's making some promising sounds. Oh. So, I have this necklace. It's in the shape of a compass as a reminder to myself that I get lost a lot. Like, when in doubt, I'm in lost. Success. Excellent. I'm so happy for you. Um... I have a personal rule for myself because of how often I get lost. It's, uh, if the map's wrong, you're lost. That's what it means. If the map, if you start thinking, oh, they must have screwed up this map design, you're lost. You don't know where the fuck you are. 
This is based on a trip I took to the Canadian border. I was like leading a camping and canoeing trip. The last thing my boss said to me before I left was, it's a felony to camp in Canada. And I was in charge of seven 13-year-old girls. So I told them, if you see the Mounties, you stay there and we're going to run. Because you're under 18 and if you get a felony, it'll clear. <laughs> it won't for me. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that, my child abuse story. Um, yeah, so, okay, I think, I feel like I've made it clear. I have a poor sense of direction. So for me, San Francisco is just like a large space composed of like different bars I've done open mics at. Or like, you know, like random places I recognize. And occasionally those like merge together and I'm going to an open mic and I'm like, oh, someone I slept with lived around here. It's like, this is familiar. And I slowly connect these areas and that's how I understand a neighborhood. But sometimes, are you, what are you doing, Pooja? Is that a picture or video? Because I prefer not a video. <laughs> You're free like a bird. Yeah, you never see one without the other. Yeah? Oh, somebody's peeing right now. Who's that? Who remembers who went to the bathroom recently? We could put their sounds on the radio. All right, well, that's reasonable because phones die. I forgot where I was going with my last one, but like now I'm going to go into my masturbation joke. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> I do remember where I was going. Um, Semi-recently, I came across this case where I was like, wow, this apartment looks familiar. And then I was like, oh, I remember that Vietnamese couple upstairs. Then I was like, oh, I've fucked someone in this bedroom before. <laughs> and like, how do you explain to someone that's why like, you can't come? Yeah, like what do you say? What do you say in that situation? No, that's not a solid punchline. Okay, I'm gonna go into my, oh, I think they're gonna fuck and I'm kind of pumped for Pooja. <laughs> I'm such a good friend, I hope she can't hear me. Can you hear me? You're so beautiful, that is exactly what I said. <laughs> All right, okay, this is my final joke because it seems like a good time to be done with this activity. Positivity? No one has ever asked me to be on their positivity team before because they've like heard me talk about my own life. Discourages that. Um, how do you guys feel about masturbation? You're pro masturbation? Yeah? When do you ask your friends for masturbation tips? Okay. You're missing out. I prefer to ask my friends about masturbation at brunch. 
Like, I want to know. That's when I asked them. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, you've had a couple of mimosas, but nobody's going, like, trolling for dick in, like, the immediate future. And, like, really, what are Sunday afternoons for if not masturbating? So brunch is the perfect time to ask for tips. The afternoon is the perfect time to masturbate. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Yeah, obviously you're missing out on opportunities to learn. Because, like, okay, so you claim that you know everything there is to know about masturbating. Like, you can do it to completion, and that's what counts. See, I feel like maybe I could do it better. You know, like, by definition, it's something you do alone. So how do you know if you're doing it wrong? Like, how do you know if you could be getting yourself off? in a more enjoyable way. Like, I have imposter syndrome around masturbation, okay? This is what I'm trying to tell you. And so to, like, counter it, I just ask my friends, you know, about, like, for tips and tricks. And the best trick I've ever learned, if you're curious at all, I mean, you obviously told us you have it down to a science. Congratulations. Are you curious? Do you want to know how to do it better? Pooja, do you want to know how to do it better? No, she does not. She is busy. Uh... <laughs> She doesn't need to masturbate. Anyways, the best tip I've ever gotten is it's all about, like, what you focus on, you know? Like, you can focus on, like, someone from a movie or, like, someone you interact with in, like, real life. But I prefer to focus on, like, me having my life together. Like, that is just so hot. So now I really get off to the idea of myself having curtains, which I feel like my neighbors would also enjoy. Thank you. All right. That was fucking beautiful, wasn't it? God damn it. All right. So now there's a a couple options here going on. Pooja. Pooja. Yeah. What do you got? You got some funnies? You got some giggles and, and some. I don't have a routine to talk about. You don't need a routine. I don't have one. You don't need one. I mean, that's. You could just come up here and get that off your chest. You got five minutes to talk about to talk about it. But I, I, I like I'm not a comedian. I can't hear with my friends. You guys wanna hear about my dog dying and like guys wanna hear about me? You fucking listen. You fucking come up here, you got five minutes to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And it'll be funny or it'll not be funny, but it'll be feel good to get it off your chest. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Tell us about whatever. That's okay. We're all with you. Okay, you know what I'm saying. We'll cry, we'll cry together. We'll never be that. This is not a judgmental place. This is a place full of love. You come here. Talk about Pooja, everybody. She's gonna talk about whatever she wants. Hi guys, Every, uh, so today's in the night. I've always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. 
So I'm standing here in the lights and I'm like here trying to tell you guys about funny stuff. But tonight's not going to be about funny stuff. Tonight's going to be about like me and my sorrow. Because my dog was put down tonight. And like I feel like everyone's like kind of nodding their heads in a way that's kind of like yeah yeah okay. Like goes kind of with the funny. But it's been a really long really hard night. Mm -hmm. Has any one of you guys ever dealt with an animal passing? No, no. Yes, I hear. I see like that long, deep nod, and you, like, what happened with you? Well, <laughs> what happened with your cat? What What happened? But like, something must have led up to it. She's just old. What, what about uh, you? you? What, what happened to your dog? <laughs> Sorry, everyone's going to end up crying. That's what it did. <laughs> yeah? This is, not a, this is not a comedy show you signed up for. This is a show about where we talk about how animals are not good, good enough for us. <laughs> so what happened to your, your animals? Okay, and then after that? Yeah. Other dog, uh, my parents just took him. They died. No, they didn't even tell me. I'm sorry. Like How did you deal with it afterwards? Hmm? How did you deal with it afterwards? Um, By drinking a lot, like yeah. me? Mm -hmm. And then somehow ending up on the stage? <laughs> okay, and then Matt is obviously eating noodles. That's how she deals with things. How about you? Did you deal with and then we'll leave you? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, my dog died. Why am I on this stage anymore? Like, I'm not here to, like, make people feel funny, am I? You want to be done? You want to be done? You got seven minutes to do whatever you want. I got seven minutes to do whatever I want. So, here's what I want. I'm going to tell you guys. I had a dog who loved me. He made me feel, like, amazing. He was my best buddy. He was, like, if you've ever read the book, because of Windisk, he was my Winn-Dixie. He went, we, went with me to the store. He would buy chocolate with me, and he would come back to my house, and he would sit next to me while I got yelled at by my mom because I bought, like, chocolate when I wasn't supposed to. And today he died. <laughs> he was my best friend. And it was really, really fucking hard. And I'm sorry to bring everyone down, but I was invited to the stage, and it was yeah, really, really you fucking a hard day. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really, really fucking rough. But I think everyone knows heartbreak, and there's no tougher heartbreak than when a dog cannot share this life with you more, longer than you can. You know. In any case. I have been trying to build up my stand-up routine. Well, you got a joke? Maybe a couple of jokes. Uh, Maybe a couple uh, of jokes. Let me think about that. Let me think about that. I don't really have any that I have like, prepared for the moment right now. It's a difficult transition. Hmm? <laughs> it is a difficult transition. So the moment that you're, like, you're talking about your dog dying, because that's what you've been fixating on the whole night. <laughs> 
I don't really have a joke right now. Okay, so can somebody throw topics out at me? Like y'all are y'all are helping me right now. Y'all are helping me because I'm like a depression depressing. Oh, 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 look at this, look at this. Okay, alright. Roast another comic on the belt, but I don't know anyone. Okay. Let's keep going. The farthest you've ever run. That's about 0.25 mile. Anywhere? The month? Yeah. Yeah, quarter mile. Do you know the time? Do you know the time? What's your longest time? My longest time? What do you people think about time? Can everyone raise their hand? What do you no, think about time? Not real. Not real. What do you think about times at all? What does time mean to you? Nothing. Mm, it means something. Not really. mm, it means something to everyone. So if it doesn't mean something to you, then you're just kind of like in a... I got work. I got work. In an illusion. So who, who thinks something about time? I'm not a comedian. I'm here talking about my dog's death, and everyone's trying to make me so upset about it. No, we're not. Yes, yes. I'm still here talking talk about, do you know what the time is? Time means, to me, at least in the context of this question, what it means to make a woman come. Is that what that means to you? How long does it take to make a woman come? How long does it take to make a woman come for you? What is it? What is it? What yeah. is it? Yeah. Okay. What are the indications? Okay. 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 Everyone, calm down. Everyone, calm down. This is an explosive question. What did it make to make a woman come for you? Yes. Are you too scared to answer that question? You're gonna be the man at the balls if you answer that question. Okay, so you're, 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 what does it make to make a woman feel like they're going to come? Um, I also have only ever made one woman come also ever. Um, that was literally with my tongue in your mouth. I mean, talking her other mouth. <laughs> you know, in the vagina. Um, and it was in a very specific way. But I feel like women, it always comes down to what? 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 I feel like. What I'm not ready for it. I, I'm like unhappy with this reaction to it, so I'm not gonna divulge no. the details. Do you want some shrimp? Cause there's only four left, and I'm gonna keep. Wait, are we really not gonna learn the secret? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you, you gotta tell us. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not gonna, I'm not probably not gonna explain because like I was also forced onto the stage when I was in like a period of like extreme grief. But you feel better now. No, I don't. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be in extreme grief in another 20 minutes. <laughs> and I'm probably gonna be here at a point where I'm like trying to actually put on like and like everyone's gonna be like, what the fuck is going on? Already something is, what the fuck is going on? So I feel like very, very unhappy with this whole situation. All right, you know what, guys? Lick her asshole. That is the key. That is the key. All right, jiggle her butt cheeks. You did, you did wonderfully. You did wonderfully. You did wonderfully. Pooja. Pooja, everybody. Give it up. Give it up. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. So just like this light, just like this light here that stayed on, uh, just like this light that's been, that stayed rocking with us the whole fucking time, um, this next comedian, that's how he gets down. He gets down just like this light, rocking with it the whole time. Staying on, staying lit, and staying bright and staying beautiful. Um, and this is this guy. And he's, fu he's fucking running this shit right now. You know what I'm saying? So if you got any problems, talk to this motherfucker. And... Uh, <laughs> okay. Light back on. All right. So he's going to come up here and tell some jokes. And you guys probably aren't going to laugh like you haven't laughed at anybody else tonight. Um, you're the only person that got laughs. So that's in a beautiful way. And, uh, and so that's impressive, especially because you're not even a comedian. Um, but maybe, maybe you are. Um, but anyway, everybody fucking uh, put your fucking hands together for Capital Pill Crow right now. Come on, bro. So you need your butt licked to come. Is that why you miss your dog? That deserves more than that, people. Come on. I've been waiting all night. And I'm running the light. I'm controlling the time. I don't even know if you're on the phone with the way you were acting. <laughs> my name is Capital P. And no, my mom did not name me that. That would be a... Would that be child abuse? I don't know if that'd be child abuse, but that'd be a lot of child responsibility. Like, now he wants to work. Ah. I'm going to shoot my friend. We all came here to practice our jokes. Please let us. You were right. I smoked too much. Okay, 
I'm on the show. I can give myself as much time as I want. I can fucking run this bitch later if I want to. I can kick y'all out and keep talking. This is my shit. I don't care. I really don't care. And I don't care what y'all got to say. Everybody got suggestions. Everybody think they Gordon fucking Ramsay and shit. Like they could just walk in your kitchen and just tell you what to fucking do and shit. Everybody's saying do this, do that. Y'all would burn soup. I don't give a fuck. Do what you want to do. Everybody, everybody fucking chiming in, telling each other what to do tonight. Fucking yelling during people's sets. Let people fail. Fuck them. It's a problem. We here to work. This is the only mic on a Saturday night. If you're not here, you chose not to work. Or you worked so hard you got booked. In that case, I'm happy for you. And if somebody wants to talk to you in your set, fucking let them. But... Handle the shit yourself. <coughs> Y'all just been letting that shit happen, like looking like punks. And you might, maybe you got a couple laughs from it. Maybe there was some good energy in the room, but that ain't yours. That's just a, that's a blessing. Good, you got some laughs. You ain't earned that shit. That ain't nothing. That's like being born with money. That's bullshit. That's like buying a gold watch with the money your parents gave you. Trying to stunt on a bitch, doing some shit. That's like that's like being fucking Jaden Smith. That kid got like what six albums, fucking three mixtapes, whatever. They still gonna play get jiggy with it at his funeral. You gotta earn your shit, or else you don't get the credit. You don't want to end up like what, like like who, like Jesus, Jesus Christ. That motherfucker walked like what, like six thousand miles. Healed like lepers and shit, wrote a book. God worked six days in his life, then he took a nap. And who are we worshiping? There you go. That's the problem, we worship at will. Jaden working. Jaden working harder. Will Smith a movie star. Will Smith a fucking movie star. They just hand him the script. They hand him the script, but we listen to his opinion. Why do you care? Why are you listening to me? Why aren't you on your phone going over your set, Kelly Evans? You should go over your set, Kelly Evans. I got a show tomorrow. <laughs> I got 10 minutes. I'm gonna do whatever I want, shit. I'm gonna smoke a joint, I know that. I'm definitely gonna smoke a joint. I'm not gonna smoke another joint before the mic again, though. No. <laughs> Cause like I said, you gotta be able to handle your business and I should've been able to handle this shit, goddamn. I just had to sit and watch and learn, like, shit got out of control real quick. It was like a bad acid trip, like. I was just sitting in the corner. <laughs> I put my hood up and goddamn, what? You got some eyes to pay attention with, motherfucker? They laughing? You trying to fucking shit. You started working way harder when they walked in the room. Yeah, actually after you left, you know, Mr. Host. I know. People earn the opportunities, people lose them.
it's an open mic. I feel bad. Don't feel bad. If I'm high enough. He's hosting next week. Oh yeah, week after. Yes. Um, I like you a lot, Kelly Evans. You know why I like you? A Civil War general. <laughs> Probably a Bond movie. Maybe. Oh, I had something for you. Oh, what was it? I have it on my phone. I have a lot of notes for you, actually. I spent a lot of time with you. Uh, super villain on a budget. <laughs> there we go. Um, see, I had a good time. I know what I'm doing. This all I need? At this point, this is about me. That's why I wanted to go last, so I don't have to worry about y'all. Because y'all ain't worried about nobody else tonight, so I ain't either. Shit. Because it's the right thing to do. I am. Then, yes. Good. Me neither. I gotta do better than him, and he convinced somebody to go on stage. So you gotta give me something. You did better than me. I talked about my dog died. Yeah, you, you, oh, you didn't even make me cry. Yeah, <laughs> Don't, girl. I got way more weed than you, and it's much better than anything you could possibly have. I'm not tripping. You should buy better weed. <laughs> They fall asleep a lot faster. Um, I want one more. I need one more hit. You got, you got, you got a minute, bro. I got all the time I fucking want, Luke Newman. See now, this is shit. Don't do this to me, cause now I want to save another minute just to spite you. You better stop and like stop being funny. I'm laughing to me. You've been making me squirm all night. I'll just sit and look at you. I'll be here in two weeks. I'll be here in three weeks. I'll be here in 10 years. I can do whatever the fuck I want right now. Yeah. Show some fucking respect. What are you saying, bro? If he doesn't show some fucking respect, then do what you want. Do the thing that you want. I am. And it's so fun. Give it up for Luke Newman, everybody. This motherfucker, Capital, he's uh, running shit right now. So we appreciate him. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing. 
Um, I think this this about does it. You sitting over here now. What's now? What sparked that decision? What, what do you you came from over there to over there? How did you get there? Oh, I see. Oh, I see. So you didn't want to walk in front to come back. Okay, gotcha. Now, sir. She didn't have anything either, but she went up. She had the fucking, she put the balls, to, or the, excuse me, the ovaries together to get up here and, uh, you know, talk some shit. Now, your name's on the list. If you want to come up here, you're welcome. You're in, you're in, you're in a loving atmosphere and environment. Um, but also we would just, we could just end the show right now. None of it is. None of it is real. I had a feeling it. Like me into it. Who the fuck? Oh, you said coax. You want some coke? <laughs> That'll get you up here. Yeah. You're good. Who wants to see this man? We'll give you a couple minutes. Who wants to see this man try his hand at comedy for a couple minutes? Round of applause if you guys want to see this guy. What he said. You got 10 seconds? You want to come do 10 seconds? Give it up for this guy right here. I forgot his name. Tell everybody your name when you get up here. Ron, give it up. Do your 10 seconds, man. We love you. Give it up. Woo. I got 10 seconds. It's about how long it lasts in bed, how long it lasts in massive bed. That's why I couldn't answer the... Uh, how long does it take to make a woman come? Because it, I never get to that point. I just kind of yeah. stick it in, come, and that's it. Feel like um, this is kind of like school. Uh, was very nervous uh, walking in initially. I just see this uh, kind of cheat handed to me, and I was like, oh, I got to sign it. It's like attendance or something with the little bubbles and everything. Sign it. Uh, so. I feel like right now, I uh, haven't really made anyone laugh, but that's fine because uh, I haven't made anyone cry, I haven't talked to my dog dying, so at least I got that going for me. Um, appreciate it, uh, shout out to Capital P. Um, he's like the Eminem of uh, stand-up comedy, so it's the vibes I got. And um, that was it. Oh <laughs> Thank you guys, I appreciate it. I don't know. Hey man, fucking give it up for this guy one more time, fucking. It's not easy. It's not easy to just come out here with you know with nothing and just get on stage. Hey, what about me? Give it up for Pooja as well. Um, give it up for Pooja as well, and give it up for all the give it up for all the other comedians that got up here. Um, and um, so that's it, right? That's a wrap on that. All right, so. I had a good time. Um, I hope everybody else had a good time. You know, it was interesting. You know, it was it was up. There were some there were ups. There were some ups and downs. There were some ups and downs. There were some lefts and rights. Um, there were some ins and outs. Uh, but uh, there were some laughs and there were some tears. And um, and I think it was beautiful.
and uh, this motherfucking light is still working. And I think that, sh- that this light should represent the, the, the fucking drive in all of our souls and hearts here. Ah, I knew it was going to turn off. Damn it. But it was green first. Ah, it was But anyway, all right, so uh, let me, so fuck this light then. We keep, we keep shining. Okay? We keep fucking shining. We keep shining. God bless y'all. That's the end of the show. Dave, how does that part go? You're old, know this. Bye, bye, baby. your show and all but we can talk yeah we can talk we can talk even <laughs> we, we got mind control over her yep okay. still here and Russell's Where's still it? here actually Russell's here in too. the studio so we can't ignore him and Hello, so young rudely Ross. 
tangent the conversation so it's not involved. Hi Russell, I am taking your sticker. He is cutting your trestles. Well, I'm, I'm taking Trouble. your sticker and I'm going to put it and um, immortalizing it on my, my band bag. Awesome. And all my sparkles, my Amanda Rocks and Sarah Sparkle stickers and like all the afternoon delight stickers and all the bands I've ever seen at Winters and the tattoo. The bag. Awesome. The tattoo place that did my tattoo. Because all I was going to like, like later this week or actually next month, I was going to customize my own shirts, you know, Russell's truffles. That'd be amazing. And I should have like some like funny sayings, you know, like say no to drugs, but say yes to truffles right. or hashtag mouthgasm. Yeah. Hashtag mouthgasm or, um, hashtag double stuffle, Russell's double stuffle truffle shuffle. Thank you. And we do a dance to it, of course. Exactly. I figured that was important. On the shirt? On the shirt. We do a dance in the shirt. Every time we wore the, in shirt, the shirt, we'd have to do. You got to make one of those double truffle shuffle shirts that you have to wear that specific shirt. And then you have dance. to lift it up and do the truffle shuffle Bam. from Goonies. I think that's the a good idea. Shuffle. I'm putting it on my um, thing right betwixt me and Amanda's butts, right? <laughs> um, also, um, Silogs, the, um, the... Kellogg's cereal? No, Silogs, the um, Filipino food that's attached to the um, last stop yeah. in uh, on mission and it's really good and um and above my failure machine which is an amazing band that i know from winters so you're gonna get like stuck right there in the trifecta and now russell's truffles are part of my bag and i might add um some color to it if you don't mind i don't mind at all yay because me and adriel
listening online because our website is down so the only people the only reason we're doing the show is for these two real people right here this non-comedian and this person who saw it on the facebook i can't believe that shit actually works i was told facebook is dead and clearly it's wide awake i am feeling not woke today i no i i have to tell you guys i hung out with a five-year-old and two eight-year-olds today for seven hours and that was way more enjoyable than the last open mic like it was there were 20 people over 21 and i prefer hanging out with an eight-year-old and a five-year-old and i wasn't even high today Thank you two for thank you two real people. We're doing this for you. I was gonna cancel the show. I was like, fuck this comedy bullshit. I am out of here. I am done performing to comedians who don't want to listen anyway. And they just like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna think about my jokes until the thing happens. Um, tonight's a little bit different because it's a hell hat, and that means that it's. Uh, so this this silly game derived from there's only one time in my entire life of school going to Christian school that I ever felt smart and better than other people all the rest of the time I felt like I'd never be good enough Jesus was better all the girls were skinnier prettier or had way way more money and better clothes and I'd never be I never got called on I never felt good except once in sixth grade Mr. Middleton did this thing called impromptu 
speeches and he put things in a hat and people had to go up to the front of the room and they had to talk for 60 seconds and every single goddamn motherfucker in that class was terrified terrified and I was like only a minute Okay, I was in sixth grade. I had a good time. I was good at it. I'm telling you. I finished the minute, and, I, and they were like, everyone else was like, they'd speak for 15 seconds, and they'd be like, um. And I'm like yelling from the back, it says cats. You've never had a cat? Like, what's wrong with you? A kitten, a cat, an old cat? Your cat died? Anything. It doesn't even have to be funny. It's impromptu speeches. You just have to make your mouth move for a minute, and no one could do it. And I was like, this is my skill. This is real. Okay, so this is the hell hat, and this is a dead animal. It's been dead for many years, so don't feel bad. It's a um, long time, and it's filled with all kinds of hellish, terribly weird things on pieces of paper. I'll do it first so that you're not scared. And then, so, and the way it works too is you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can like go like this. You can be like, ah, fuck. Well, this one says audience prize. Woo! No, that's real. Um, hey, David, will you grab in the bag in the corner? There's a bag of lighters. Will you grab one? It's the audience prize. <laughs> No, they're mutiny radio lighters. I was prepared for this. Usually I remember to bring the weed treats, but I, I forgot today because I was hanging out with children. And they go, they, you know what, that's a thing. Children love to go in your bag. Like they think, they think your bag is their bag. They're like, oh, you have a bag? What's in your bag? What's in my bag? I'm like, ah! And they try to put things in your bag. I have a sweatshirt. And they just, he just opens my bag to put it in the bag. If I would have had my boxes of chocolates, I made these caramel. I'll get them to you guys later. But I made um, coconut cream filled dark chocolate dipped. And they have weed in them. <laughs> I felt really good about it. I was like, I'm good at this too. I'm good at weed food. So I'll get, I'll get you guys all back. I promise. No, no, no. Audience prize. One audience prize. So just sort of, um, one of these, both of the two, the two real audience. Give one to each of them. The, the two ladies in the room. Ladies, yay! It's audience prize. So there's audience prizes in there. Okay, your worst, your worst joke. Uh, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hold on, let me knock my dick out of this feminist mouth and we'll ask her. That's, that's my worst joke. <laughs> the other, the alternate ending of that is, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 cats! Uh, are you happy with your body? Um, yeah, like... Externally, yes. Internally, no. I have this kidney issue because I drank Diet Coke in my 20s. Anybody else drink Diet Coke every six, six Diet Cokes a day for their entire 20s? No? Just me? Cool. All right. That's why I have kidney issues. <laughs> it's, it's Diet Coke. I want to like sue them and be like, you didn't tell me. It wasn't safe to drink instead of water. Like it's like the McDonald's thing, right? Oh, the coffee's hot. I'm burned. I get lots of money. Same thing. Audience prize. I don't I don't know what to give them. Uh, do you guys like weed? I just I just I just got some weed. I can give someone a nug of weed. Are you the audience? The audience? The audience people are fine. Okay. Oh no. See, I'm not. See, here's I'm not going to do so. I'm going to put that in for one of you because I don't want to get I don't want to get that. I don't want to get that. Coffee or beer? That's a dumb question. Obviously, beer. I don't believe in spending four dollars for anything unless it has alcohol in it. These idiots now walking down. I'm going to Four Barrel. Let's get a coffee that's hand dripped with the thing and it came out of the monkey's butt and then you ground it in the thing and then we get four dollars for the coffee. Not unless it has alcohol in it, you weirdos. Spending money willy-nilly, crazy kids. 
are you coming to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? <laughs> Clearly, I pandered. I wasn't supposed to get this one. I was supposed to leave this in for someone else. I'll put it back in the hat so we can remind everybody later. Uh, here's one. Uh, your worst tattoo. Uh, I have a lot of tattoos, and some would say that the PBR tattoo I got when I was blackout drunk on my 33rd birthday might have been the one that would be the worst. But I say nay. Uh, I also have, I know, right? Well, no, it's, right? But it's my, it's my second neck tattoo. I got a neck tattoo when I was 20, and it's, it's funny because I, I was teaching in school, and um, some of the kids in my class were like, oh, Benjamin, spot not cry later essay. And that's when I learned that I accidentally got a gang sign tattooed on my neck in the 90s. Fucking Norteño shit, yo. I got to smile now, cry later. I got this when I was 20 because I love theater. Like I was a theater student. I got my BA in theater from UC San Diego. And I go to the, I go to the thing and I'm like, oh, drama mask. I want them on my neck because I can cover it with my hair and my mom will never know. But little did I know that neck tattoos are sort of a gang thing. Like that's... <laughs> And then I actually got a gang tattoo. So that could be the worst one. I love that one, though. This one, this is another accidental tattoo. I, I have a semicolon because I've written a bunch of novels, and they are pregnant with semicolons. I love the idea of slamming two ideas together that are sort of the same but disparate. And then I learned, and I got it on my wrist because I was like, I'm a writer, and I can look at it. So I learned later that people who try to commit suicide get this later. Like their life was semicolon. I'm like, I have an accidental suicide tattoo on everybody. It's like I'm a gang, I'm a Mexican gang member suicide. Oh, and I have a Jesus tattoo. I have a cross with a heart and a fish in it, my very first tattoo, because I wanted to get something that would be with me forever. <laughs> I used to be very zealotrously Christian. Uh, so my tattoos are a map. They're all the worst. Like every single one of them is terrible. Okay, last. Um, no, I still have time. So what's your next? Um, I'm gonna get my dead cat uh, tattooed on my arm, uh, like a, a like a really cool like black. He was a gray cat with the green eyes. It'll be it'll be like very lifelike. But I can't get it yet because I would cry too much when I see it. Like I'm starting to get misty now because I'm thinking about the cat. I'm sorry, I love that cat. I really. Your favorite serial killer. That would absolutely be John Wayne Gacy. Clown outfits? Hell yeah. Make it fun, baby. If you're going to bite a dick off, like fucking be wearing a clown nose. Wow, wow. Oh, see, you're allowed to do this. You can just go through the hat and be like, whatever, I'm not going to take that one. I was the same one I had from before about coming to the Mutiny Radio. Con. Another audience prize. I'm not. I'm just picking weird things. Okay. Oh God! All the audience prizes are coming out at once. There's a different one. Ah! Okay. Um, this is fair. Your favorite musical? Does anybody else like musical theater? Are there some? Are there some tap? Were you a child tap dancer? Were you in some? Or no? You just like it. But you never like. But you can pot a beret like a motherfucker, right? Potabaret. Oh, that's musical theater is all Potabarets, isn't it? It's it's just it's and jazz hands. Whoa! Uh, my favorite musical. Oh God, I have so many. It's difficult. My favorite musical that I was in 
was a chorus line, and don't worry, it was just community theater. <laughs> but I was Larry the dance captain, and they tried to change my name, because Larry's usually a guy in the thing, and they were like, we're gonna change your name to Laura. I'm like, fuck you, no you're not. I'm Larry the dance captain. And I dressed like a militant ballerina, and the best part of this musical was that the whole first number, we just like walk back and forth in the front of the stage and watch all the dancers as they're facing the audience as if we, and I was 23 years old, and I had the best ass. And I had this butt shelf, and I just walked back and forth, and for 20 minutes, everyone, so with the VHS tape, which is gone now, sadly, I got to like watch my amazing ass just walk back and forth, and I was like, this is, this is an artifact I need to keep forever, and now it's, you know, it's gone. I can only remember. I mean, it was like, you could, it was, I couldn't believe, I was watching it, like, that's my ass? It was like that. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember what, but that's, so that's why, um, Dance 10 Looks 3 is my favorite. No, and, and they also, that was the musical where I wanted to sing more and the director was like, oh Pam, you're Larry the dance captain because you can't sing. <laughs> They're like, you can dance, girl, but you cannot sing. And then I said, out of spite, I'm going to win the karaoke thing. And then I did. And I went down the street and I was with all the musical theater people and we were all singing karaoke together. And guess who won? Guess who won the contest? Me! And then I went to Sacramento and I won another contest. Yay! And then I went to the state karaoke finals in 1997. You know why? Because don't ever tell me I can't do something. <laughs> yeah, my best, thank you. My best decisions have all been made out of spite. That's pretty much like my life's mantra. Tell me I, good. Okay, so that's how the hell hat works. Yay! Um, it, it, we're in, we're sort of in a family situation right now, so I don't know who's going to go up next. So while I sing the song and other people design, you got everyone make eyes at each other who's in the show and decide who's, can you guys do that? There's four, there's four guys on the bill tonight who are like physically booked. Other people can come up too, no problem, but we're going to have the four guys who were physically booked first go up. That's, it's Dan, well, it's, so it's Dan Frank, Matthew Quirk, Luke Newman, and Chris Holstein. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. You guys make eyes at each other while we sing the song. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. It's good weed capital, thank you. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! It looks like Dan and Chris are going to have to Rosham for it. Unless you want, you're feeling the want, you want the desire to do it, then we go for it. <laughs> Rochambeau. You don't know what that is? Well, rock, paper, scissors, or, um, oh, cause we, that, I mean, it's its own, I'll put that in next time for the thing like, Rochambeau or rock, paper, scissors. Uh, do you, uh, you want, but you're feeling a burning need in your loins to go up. Yes? Yes! Everybody's all the way from Albany, New York, and he flew all the way out here to San Francisco for who knows why. We're going to find out. Uh, put your hands together. He's very funny. Dan Frank! Hey, everybody. I'm Rochambeau. That's my street name now. Here in the mission. Um, I did something I'm pretty proud of this past week. Uh, I finally came out of the closet to my parents. And thank you. 
I told him I do comedy. <laughs> they didn't take it well. It's a lot of you probably experienced in your lives. Like, it said the usual things. Like, are you sure you're not just like confused? Like, maybe like give law another try, Dan. But I was like, I can't change who I am. And also, I'm gay. I just slipped that in. <laughs> now, when I told uh, my grandma that I was gay, she had the same reaction when I told her I do comedy. She was like, I don't care. Just don't involve me. And I was like, got it. Don't write jokes about grandma or invite her to sex parties. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. What's this thing? I'm going to take a thing that was already done. <laughs> audience prize. <laughs> you know, the thing about audience prizes. No. <laughs> Your worst tattoo. I have one tattoo. It's right up here on my shoulder, and that would be a bitch to show you right now. <laughs> For those of you on the radio, I'm wearing three layers and a Team Jesus t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't know who I had to blow. <laughs> Jesus, but that's who I got this shirt from. Someone at a I wore this to a show and someone asked me what church I go to and I was like, a Walmart? <laughs> I feel like a church that gives out these shirts. I feel like the people can't read. <laughs> Jesus. He'll lead us to victory. <laughs> All right, back to real material. <laughs> anyway, I was, uh, I went on a terrible date recently. Has anyone ever done that? So this is really relatable. Okay. <laughs> you all feel for this. Uh, it was at this place called Suko Tai in Albany. Uh, if you ever go to Albany, New York, Go to this place. Actually, I shouldn't say I hear the best Asian food ever is here. But comparatively, go to Suko Tai. Just never with this guy. He was terrible company. Um, I nearly said his name <laughs> on the radio. John would have hated that. Um, I'll call him Steve. So I went on a date with this guy, Steve. Um, I order a beer and he's like, wait, you're having a drink? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but why? And I'm like, cause you're yelling. <laughs> and then when I finally get the drink, he puts his hand on my hand and he goes, you know that you don't need a drink to be fun, right? And I was like, listen, Nancy Reagan. I know I'm fun. I'm drinking to make you more fun right now. First date, and he said that to me. And then I slept with him. I... That was very relatable, I could see. <laughs> no one else in here hates themselves. That's... Did the bear make it numb? No, it was just one. Then I started ripping sake bombs at... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Who is the best you at your core? 
It's really sad I have to think about that. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Audience prize, holy shit, you get another lighter. Or pot, or you, you don't want that, do you? No, okay. Good people, like Jesus. Are you coming to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? Ha <laughs> ha! No. That's actually my birthday week. I'll be celebrating it in Albany. I like San Francisco. You have a lot of hills, though. Surprised everyone doesn't have, like, toner legs and butts with all the hills you have to do around here. Really, I give it to all of you. You have something here called Drag Queen Storytime. Do you all know about this? You know about it? Yeah. It's a, I, someone just told me about that. It's um, in Albany, New York now. One of my friends who's a drag queen there, Noelle Diamond, did it. Any of you who don't know what this is, it's like a drag queen leading a room full of six-year-olds in if you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it, if you're happy and you know it. Clap your hands. Yes, queen. Wow. <laughs> it's adorable. And so strange at the same time. But <laughs> no, it's really cute. When I heard that she was doing this, like she was showing all these kids about like, like introducing them slowly to drag and gender bending and LGBT stuff. I was like, this is literally what Christian fundamentalists think we do. <laughs> They're always going on about, like, the homosexuals have got your kids. They're going to teach them their ways and their songs. And then drag queens heard that, and they were like, that's a great idea. Do you do business consulting? <laughs> Felt comfortable telling that joke in San Francisco. I did that at uh, the most redneck bar in upstate New York. Did not appreciate the fact that I was gay. As you could guess, <laughs> didn't read the room <laughs> of the Duck Dynasty wannabes. <laughs> the hand soap in the bathroom was a bottle of Clorox. Because <laughs> Dial or Dove is just not mask enough. It's One guy at the back of the room shouted at me, fags aren't funny, get out. And I was like, oh my God, dad? You came? <laughs> but it was just a drunk. Wow, that, I just realized how sad that is. <laughs> Fuck you! What? Oh. It just looked like really emphasized with an underline. Like I was supposed to shout that to people I don't know. Like, <laughs> 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 Fuck you, uh, Casey Anthony. I don't know. <laughs> Who's Casey Anthony? Girl. <laughs> She gives away an audience prize. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She killed her baby and now she's getting married again. Anyway, what are you doing? Yeah, that was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> what, are you, 
What are you doing with your life? This. And I'm happy to do it. What am I doing? I'm a piano teacher. Clearly. <laughs> Wait, you too? Oh, I thought you are pointing to him. Like, he was the other piano teacher. Oh, that would be a lot. I got to go through this jungle gym and then... Do I point it at it? Like, why don't you play? You're so close. I'll tell you what to play. Go. It's. We could have conversations. <laughs> My entrepreneurial brain is going now. How much time do I have? Uh, one, one. Okay, I didn't know I was on a thing. That's why we went to the piano. Um, babies? There's a question mark for people on the radio. <laughs> it's like, do they exist? Are they people? Can they get abortions? Can <laughs> Can they get married or? No, all, everyone was silent at that. Not babies getting abortions. That was the taboo line. I shouldn't tell an abortion joke. That would suck the life out of the audience. Ah! See, this is my friend's first time seeing me do comedy and slaying it right now with my abortion jokes. The most scary confrontation. <sighs> Jeff Sessions' exit interview with Donald Trump. That sounded <sighs> real addicting to watch. Like, like drag queen fighting addicting, you know? Here, I'll do one more. I'm going to choose. Hold on. Um... I'm going to rip his dick off. <laughs> Feel like one of the real housewives of New Jersey wrote this or something. Um, I, I was um, with a guy for a while in Brooklyn, and he had a cock ring on. And I've never seen one of those in real life before because I'm from Vermont. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> the host and the one person from Vermont laughed. <laughs> I don't think they're legal there, but <laughs> um, afterwards, uh, I go to the bathroom, and I come out, and on the coffee counter is his cock ring with his keys on it. <laughs> so, sir, he doubled his cock ring as a key ring. <laughs> This is why I'm a germaphobe. Like, people are just throwing their cock rings all around the world. 
and there's Starbucks, willy-nilly. I don't know why Starbucks, but I feel like that draws the gaze and cock rings. Just throwing them around the world, willy-nilly. No pun intended. Ah, and on that, my worst joke ever. <laughs> I'm Dan Frank. Thank you so much, Mutiny. Yay, Dan Frank. Easily besting the head, hell hat. That was that was really funny. That was fun too. You did like you moved it around. It was fun. It's fun to see you this week. I've seen you in a couple places and I've enjoyed it every time. And the cock rings. I don't understand. One thing I thought it was, I thought it was a ring. I thought it was like a jelly ring. I was at Burning Man, and I thought they were giving out like these jelly rings with these little light up things on it. And I was like, and it was a little thing, and I was like, oh, it's like a ring. And I'm like, la 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 la. And they're like, that's a cock ring. And I'm like, but it was it was it was clean when I put it on my finger because I also wouldn't I. I don't know. All right. <laughs> You're next comedian. Uh, the three of you want to make eyes at each other? Is everyone just going to, are you just going to look at that? You guys want to Rosham for it? Chris and Chris and, and Quirk are going to Rosham. Chris and Quirk are going to Rosham. Ready to Rochambeau. Paper, rock, paper beats. Everybody. He's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He's very, very funny. You guys are going to love him. Matthew Quirk. <laughs> Pam, that idiot savant. I mean, not because she does like some things brilliantly, but when she does something idiotic, it's to this like brilliant extreme. Like you just can't outthink that accidental suicide tattoo. <laughs> hey, come on in. Up in the audience by 50%. (laughs) Tiny hands. I imagine this is a reference to Donald Trump in some way. That's what someone's trying to be clever by saying tiny hands. How about fucking our president, huh? Who doesn't like season three of Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency, so far, huh? Riveting show. I tell you one thing, I don't give a fuck about Game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, what an exciting show. I mean, what will go wrong next, right? Apparently, there's going to be like one day or something where uh, both Pence and Trump are out of the country, like they'll both be flying the same day. And that'll be like, I wonder if we'll all think back on that one sweet day where there wasn't some panic-stricken fucking news thing that he tweeted out earlier that morning. We'll have like one clear day where the news isn't turning us on our fucking heads again. One can only hope. So I had a joke about tiny hands earlier, way back when Trump was first running. I don't know if you guys remember that uh, he was like, people were blaming him for losing like $900 million on one business deal. And I was like, well, how do you expect him to hold on to $900 million with those tiny, tiny hands? (laughs) The hypocrisy of the left. Your inspiration. Well, I got to tell you, Muni Radio, I'm proud to be your inspiration. 
I know you guys look at me and say, someday I'll be 51, living in a van, no visible means of support, in a dead-end comedy, no career, just open micing it so I have access to toilets without having to purchase anything and don't look creepy. You're welcome. How judgy are you? I got to admit, pretty judgy. You got to grandfather me in on this. I was born in the 60s, man. Judgment was fine back then. It's part of the deal. I think we should bring it back, as a matter of fact. Too much non-judgmentally. Now we got all these soft kids growing up because nobody can criticize them for one fucking second. All these goddamn softies with their cushed out lives. Yeah. You you admit <laughs> no argument here, huh, pal? Because <laughs> you got no backbone. I mean, have you ever like used soap that wasn't antibacterial or anything like that? Because <laughs> I mean, eventually you're going to have to touch dirt, and like the shock to your system, I'm afraid, might just wipe out your whole generation. <laughs> straight Darwinism. I mean, you've managed to avoid touching bread and peanut butter this long in your life. <laughs> I'm not sure how much further you can go, though. Anyway, I'm for bringing judgment back. I think that's like a highly underutilized, you know, it's like public shame. Like, we should have that now. We've gone fucking full Instagram on my life. You know, with every fucking completely boring motherfucker in the world, totally Instagramming every second, every thought, every inaneness. We got to start bringing back shame and shut the fuck up and judgment and harshness. Bullying, I think they used to call it. Bullying. <laughs> bullying. It was great. I still don't quite get cyberbullying. Can't you just unplug that motherfucking thing? For the love of God. You know what you couldn't just turn off? John John Taylor. The bully on my block. You couldn't just ignore it. You couldn't put it on airplane mode. You had to deal. Favorite candy. That would be chocolate in general, right? Does that count? Do I have to get like a Jolly Rancher, be like real specific? Just like chocolate in general and not like too much Americanized chocolate. I don't really want the nougat and the peanuts and everything in it. I mean like real thick chocolate, like single origin country chocolate. I know I'm harping on you millennials, but I do appreciate <laughs> what you have done for the chocolate market in general. I did hear, though, that uh, because of global climate change, uh, chocolate will be extinct in like, yeah, in like 2036. What? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you're calling me a liar? <laughs> Sweet heckle, Pam. <laughs> But I'm going to have to rely on science for this one. 
Pam just outed herself as a global warming denier. <laughs> Climate change denier. <laughs> Part of the problem. Anyway, it'll be extinct in like 2036, I believe, was the year. And uh, I'll be in like my 80s by then or something like that. So I'm cool with it. <laughs> right going out on top. How do you party? I know what you guys are thinking, old guy, live in a van, no visible means of support. <laughs> Not much, right? Couldn't possibly, but I'm about to set the three of you who don't know on fire here. I party hard. I probably arguably party harder than everyone in here because I am a semi-pro roller skater. I am a roller skating performer and instructor, and when I got them wheels on my feet, I throw down hella hard. You all can't keep up, quite frankly. Not a one of you. Thank you. I party like it's 1979, fool. For real. And I can back that shit up. Everyone else here is just a talker. Uh, is alcohol bad? Yes, extremely, totally, 100%. It's actually the worst thing for us. Poisons every organ in your body. Look at the downfall of society because of alcohol, right? 60% of all violent crimes, alcohol. 100% of hangovers, alcohol. <laughs> Nobody's got to come back for that. Your personal Jesus. Uh, my personal Jesus was actually nearly a Jesus. He was this El Salvadorian guy, like, I don't know, 110 years old. He, he, nobody even knows how old he was. He was like, if you want to learn anything from me, you got to learn Spanish. I'm not learning English. He was like at one with like the plant world and can just deal with plants. Like he would work 16 hour days. He would punch in and punch out for eight hours, but he could just deal with all plants. He was a magical human being. As far as I know, he's still alive. One of his greatest skills was you could point to any random animal and he could tell you what it tastes like. Like he was just living like an Al Salvadorian survivor here in the Bay Area, killing turkeys and birds and squirrels and eating them. Just like what? You're fucked up. Do you have a plan? No, as expressed earlier, I'm 51, I live in a van, no visible means of support, in one of the most expensive cities. Yeah, I got a plan. Actually, I do have a plan. Uh, my non-visible means of support is I'm a handyman. And my idea is to become more and more useful because Armageddon's right around the corner. 
peanut butter and bread. I mean, when we run out of soap, your first cold that comes through, you're just wiped out. And we're going to have to be left. All the coders are going to die off, too, and middle management in general. And we're going to need to rebuild society and keep things functioning for the rest of us that survive. And I don't know if you guys know this about the plague. But after the plague, everyone who lived, their life got so much better. They're like, hey, fruits and vegetables. The king used to eat this shit, but now they're all dead. Yeah. As long as we still have chocolate at that point, I'll be pretty. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting more useful while the rest of you become more and more useless. Least favorite body part. That's probably the fatches. Do you guys know where the fatches are? So you know what love handles are? Right? A little bit right there. Well, when you get even larger, there's like a little fold that happens between the armpit and the love handle, and that's the fatches. Other than that, probably that asshole would be next. I'm not into eating ass, the sphincter, the whole thing. I used to work in plumbing. <laughs> so that's probably, that might actually be the worst part of the human body. Make it a good one. What lurks in the darkness? Ooh. Uh, I believe dark matter is what lurks in the darkness. Once again, science is the issue here. It's uh, apparently 80% of the known universe. Dark matter. Look it up. Actually, this is supposed to be one of those things like look into the human soul. It's supposed to hit hard with comics where he's talking about suicide and death and darkness. But... You know, under the bright lights of Mutiny Radio, here in front of all my Mutiny Radio fans, how could I be concerned with the darkness when this is the greatest light I'm going to see until about 45 minutes from now when I'm at the Church of Eight Wheels roller skating again <laughs> under the disco ball? That's all I can seem to think of. All right, enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. Quirk, everyone. Yay! You got on a sweet roll there for a while. I was like, fuck yeah! Uh, Luke and Chris, you guys want to fight it out? You want to do the do the thing? Do the bow shampoo. Oh, both scissors. Scissor rock. All right, so you won, so it means you can you get to choose. You want to go up next or you want to? Everybody, he's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, too. He's so funny, everybody. Chris Holstein! All right. Oh, shit. Welcome to the show. My name is Chris Holstein. I'm going to pull from this hat. Before I do, I'm going to tell you a few like topical things that I need to just... These are like the things I have to tell you when I introduce myself. Uh, I'm Korean. I'm adopted. Everything I say is going to be related to that. I guarantee you. <laughs> All right. Uh, jail story. Have you been? 
like at the club. Have you have you been to jail? Oh, it's so dark. Uh, I haven't been to jail. I've, I've been to a drunk tank once for being like at point oh seven under the limit. They said I was driving erratically. I was on the 380 exchange trying to cross over from 101 to 280. I wasn't driving erratically. I was driving, trying to transfer to my house. Uh, they pulled me over about a mile from my house, too, and they said, you're going to the drunk tank like five miles away. It was really dumb. Is this supposed to be funny or just storytelling? <laughs> no, I've never been in jail because I'm super square. Uh, I'm super uptight. Uh, it colors pretty much everything I do. Like, I, I don't take risks. I don't. This is like the riskiest thing I've ever done. And when I started doing comedy, people are like, oh, you're so brave. You're so brave doing comedy. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, this is. <laughs> Like, this is like during, like, the, the fucking Atlas fires. And I was like, you know there's, like, people fighting those fires, saving lives. Those those people are brave. They deserve medals. So there, there's no, I don't, I'm not brave. There's no, I'm never going to get a medal for anything except for, like, uh, most continuous farts or, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> there's no medal for this shit. Um, yeah, I'm never going to jail. <laughs> if I do, I'll hang myself. Uh, have you been in an earthquake? Uh, I think technically I've been on top of a few earthquakes, but nothing big. I, I missed like the Loma Prita by a few years. <laughs> uh, these are great. Uh, <laughs> ever been in an earthquake? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I shouldn't have answered that. Oh, cool. The apocalypse. Apocal oh, good. Just spelled right. Is upon us. What do you do? I'm really glad Apocalypse is spelled correctly because one of my pet peeves, again, I'm super uptight. So like when I see typos, <laughs> like, I get really upset. But Apocalypse is spelled correctly. Is that you? Yeah. Awesome. Did you, did, you, did you look it up when you spelled it? No. I, I or did you? Okay, cool. That's great. Most people don't. It's great. <laughs> A pet peeve of mine. Uh, the Apocalypse is upon us. What do you do? Um... A few years ago, I, I started getting into like prepper mode. Uh, pre oh, it was right after the November 2016, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we got like a like an EPK. I have like rations in my car. I have like all sorts of weird things, but like. I'm not as equipped as Matt. Like, I have a knife. I don't know if I think I know how to use it. I've never stabbed anybody because I've never been to jail. Um, so I think if the apocalypse comes, I will try to survive. Um, I'll do my best. But I'm also like really squirmish about like bugs and animals and like anything. Like I can't, I can't fish because I don't like touching fish or like putting the hook in the in the bait. I don't like touching bugs. Um, the idea of like anything, every time there's like a dead anything, I can't, I don't, I can't touch it. Like, so I don't know how I'm gonna survive other than like canned meat and the, uh, <laughs> maybe stocking out inside of a Walmart. I don't know, it's gonna be rough. Uh, but I have, nobody touched my car. I got like knives and rations inside of it. <laughs> what I've always wanted. Wow. What I've always wanted. What do I always wanted? Um, that's a good question. Well, I'm up here. <laughs> uh, I do want some validation that like, uh, the shit that I think of in my head isn't completely psychotic. That was actually, a, that was a, a big motivator for me doing comedy, honestly. Like I, I wasn't sure cause I do suffer, you know, I do suffer from depression and a bunch of other weird identity issues being adopted in uh, Korean adoptee. And so, um, me doing comedy was like a personal thing of like overcome this fear of like, getting up and just like basically being naked, like saying shit that 
most people like I, I don't in a polite company I'm not like hey guys you know I'm adopted right the people don't really appreciate that when you bring that to the to the to a conversation but like in comedy it's like I can take that and I can turn that into a joke which it is um, so what I want is just like some validation of like or, or just proof that either I, well either way it lies I might be psychotic I might be funny I don't know I honestly don't uh, and so we're, right now we're working through that and trying to figure out like where on that scale because I think it's a spectrum honestly like you're either a complete raving psycho or you're really funny <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> oh, okay this is cool uh, hey, you guys, you know that Mutiny Radio is on Instagram. You can follow them at, at Mutiny Radio SF. Um, that was just a thought that came into my head. I was just like, well, you guys should follow Instagram. At Mutiny Radio SF on Instagram. You can get all sorts of updates about um, shows, like this. shows like this, where uh, two brave women came to support all these men, <laughs> finally. It's about time tired of carrying your asses around uh, <laughs> the last time you huffed and puffed um pretty much any time i run for like five minutes i huff and puff i'm not in shape but i think this refers to the marijuana mm -mm. again super straight i don't smoke weed honestly i've been meaning to come here and smoke but i honestly haven't done it yet uh that's not my vice. My vice is I do drink beer uh, and, and other things, but yeah, I don't I don't smoke weed. But yeah, I I don't think I can take it because like uh, like I ran a 5K like five years ago, and then like last week I walked my dog around the block and then I had to lie down for an hour. So uh, I'm very very much dying quickly, like rotting from the inside out. <laughs> I like to say that I am the portrait of Dorian Gray. <laughs> Uh, something you're proud of. Cool. Nothing. Um, that's not true. I'm not proud of anything that about myself. Again, part of like being depressed and having identity crisis. I actually, I actually hate myself. Uh, but no, no, no. <laughs> I knew, I knew if I said that, I'd get that awe. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, no, I'm very proud of the fact that um, despite coming from like a really whiskey tango family, I'm not whiskey tango. Like I've only been married once, and that remains so. <laughs> uh, everyone else in my family, like they go through husbands and wives, like they're uh, what's a good? They go through husband and wives like uh, like tampons, <laughs> monthly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> could be the luckiest thing ever, Matthew Quirk, because he's a leprechaun. We had a roast battle last week, so I'm just burning that one off. <laughs> uh, is there hope in the world? Oh, man. These are really deep questions for comedy premises. Holy shit. I thought it was going to be like flatulence and, you know, like bowling. My two favorite things. Is there hope in the world? Um, I mean, in all seriousness, i got to go back to the end of Seven when Morgan Freeman says... Uh, he says, a wise man once said. What? Doesn't that sound like Morgan Freeman? Is that a good Mar That's not a good Morgan Freeman? All right, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll go home and work on it. Sorry, my Morgan Freeman isn't, like, up to your standards. <laughs> Jesus. What does he say? He says, uh, oh, yeah, he says, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. 
I believe in the second part. Right, so it's worth fighting for, but it's a shitty place. That's pretty much true, I think. I don't know. Pretty much most things that cross my mind when like I don't really know the answer, I go back to like movies because that's like my like every most references I make are, are based on movies. So like if I don't know anything, it's it's I have to refer to like oh did I see that in a movie? Like you know like I don't know how to fight, but I've seen a lot of Jackie Chan movies, so I think I could fight. Like I think I could just run like jump through that window safely and not hurt myself and like fight five guys. I think I can because I've seen Jackie Chan do it. I don't know. <laughs> There's so I thought there was like maybe five in here. There's so many. How much time do you how much time do you spend making these? I'm sorry. I do love the irony that like you're a total pothead and you forgot to bring the pot <laughs> snacks. Like no one was shocked that you forgot them. <laughs> uh, this literally just says yes or no. Oh oh I see the underline. This is I grew up in poverty? Is that are you underlining it, or is this another blank? I grew up in poverty, yes or no? Yeah, we grew up in poverty. Um, let's see, poverty. Um, yeah, my mom, well, my parents got divorced when I was like four, and I got two siblings. And uh, we all stayed with mom for some reason. I didn't have anything to do with it. I was too young. Uh, so my mom had never worked before. She was a stay-at-home mom with a uh, homemaker all her life so she had to go to night school and get a like a shitty minimum wage job which back then was probably like six dollars an hour uh so yeah we grew up in poverty <laughs> it was super fun going to public school and uh eating that like shitty government subsidized food uh it was super fun getting made fun of all the time for like wearing thrift thrift store clothing and like not having nikes and other things that uh I guess really cool kids wear. I don't know. I grew up in a very poor area too, which I always thought was weird. Like, how do? Where are these kids getting these shoes? Like, I don't understand because they lived in shittier places than we lived, but they yet they still had like name brand clothing. And I think that's important to some people. I don't know. It was never important to me. I still don't wear name brand. I don't even know what the fuck I'm wearing now. Like, I have Adidas. That's about it. I don't know what anything else is. And I kind of, I'm very much like, I don't know. I grew up, because I think because I grew up poor, like I don't really like logos and labels and things. I mostly wear like ironic t-shirts, which reminds me, Matthew Quirk, I've seen you wear that jacket so many times. It says sweater weather. And it drives me insane because I keep saying sweater weather or sweater wetter. Like they don't really rhyme in my, uh, just uh, again, like, Anal retentive, obsessive compulsive like thing, just like it bothers me so much. It should say sweather weather, right? No? No, you're not my arch nemesis! No, the guy with fleas is my arch nemesis. He's been scratching his beard the whole time. It's really making me nervous because I'm also a germaphobe. <laughs> uh, do you need to be rescued? Yes, desperately. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I don't need to be rescued. I'm married. Uh, so she's got my ass trapped. <laughs> uh, last pull. That's what she said. Uh, last pull. Have you killed a rodent? I have. Yeah. I used to work facilities maintenance, so I've killed plenty of rats. We had glue traps. It was horrible. I'd walk into the theater, you know, it was like in the AM when no one's there, and you just hear like baby rats screaming, and there's, there, there's just a colony of them stuck to a glue trap. And there's like nothing you can do because you can't. Yeah, so I've killed rodents. Uh, frequently, I've had to put them, put the whole entire thing. 
this is really dark. I've had to put the whole thing into like a garbage bag and then and then like just basically drop like a bat or a weight on top of it. Because again, I'm not gonna like wring their necks with my bare hands because I don't like touching animals or anything and also they're filthy rodents. Uh, and I'm very squeamish about that. Uh, yeah, I had I had rodents in like three out of the five apartments I lived in when I lived in the city too. Um, have I killed a rodent? <laughs> Super funny. Yeah, one time I <laughs> one time I was a cat and I was chasing this Jerry around. No. <laughs> All right, well, that's super fun. <laughs> Talking about killing animals. I hope the ASPCA is listening. And PETA. Those guys are super funny, too. They got a great sense of humor. All right. I'm going to give it back to Pam. Thank you so much. I'm sorry, I write these. So two weeks ago when I wrote the ones that were from there in the last old batch, I was watching Little Nicky. And so there were a lot of things about hell, right? But this time I watched Morgan Freeman. Funny you brought him up. That whole thing that he's doing on the Netflix about God and hell and does the devil exist. I was like, it's a hell hat. I'm just going to watch that. And then, and then like things float through my head and I just write them down. And so this one was, it's so funny that you brought up Morgan Freeman because I was like, he was totally, he's so in this but I mean Netflix shapes all our lives everyone and Morgan Freeman is God I've decided it's like it's just absolutely true uh, your next comedian he's a he's just a lovely human being and a tall drink of water and you're gonna love him clap your hands together for Luke Newman Thank you. Um, so just want to start out by saying um, that uh, it's not that hard uh, to find the clitoris. <laughs> okay. So there's a couple in, in here right now. Just wanted to make that announcement. I don't know why. <laughs> this is a sad uh, situation, I think. A lot of depressing topics being brought up. This guy wasn't afraid to, to get into it. I like it. I love it. I think maybe we should just all, I got an idea. Let's all just fucking kill ourselves right now. <laughs> just all do it right now. Cut the, cut the gas line and just lock us, lock ourselves in. All right. Oh shit, there's lights and shit. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is going it's fucking this is we're just gonna light it we're just gonna light up the room here real quick. Bring some positive bring some positive energy. <laughs> okay, all right. Is everybody feeling better? <laughs> all right. Cool. <clears throat> Let's see. Tai Chi grandma's kicking ass. Um, so Tai Chi is the thing they do in the park, the, <laughs> this one, I don't know what, what move that's called. Do they kick ass? I thought it was more for like a peaceful thing. Maybe they're kicking ass spiritually. <laughs> they're kicking some spiritual ass, those Tai Chi grandmas. And the, I think the, the grandpas are out there too. And I've seen some youngsters out there and they're kicking ass. I don't know what what uh, what direction that was. What was that? What that was supposed to prompt? <laughs> but right. roast another comic on the bill. All right. 
You ain't on the bill, motherfucker. <laughs> Roasted. Alright. <laughs> Alright, who's on the bill? Matt, uh, you know, fucking, your, your sweatshirt is wrong. Um, you... You clearly didn't watch the uh, the the Chris Farley SNL sketch about uh, living in a van down by the river. You missed that one. We all saw that. Uh, you know, that's why I'm still living with my parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who else is on the bill? Oh, it just said one. I'm roasting everybody. This guy. You know, get some Jordans, you know what I mean? Treat yourself, you know what I'm saying? You deserve it, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't, really, that wasn't a roast. Sort of backhanded, maybe. Who else is on the bill? Capital, you're not on the bill. Look like a fucking, <coughs> look like a fucking, fucking M&M with, with no chocolate, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're on the bill. Hey, why don't you relax? <laughs> um, you're not even worth roasting. All right. <laughs> That's just, that was the best roast I could do. All right. My worst nightmare. Um, it, was a, it was a bad one. It was really bad. It was a fucking, it was a nightmare. Um, wonders of the world. Well, <clears throat> tell you. Let me tell you about the wonders of the world. There's uh, seven, I believe, of them, <laughs> and and I gotta say, they're fucking. They're wonderful. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're great. What is it? What do we got? The Grand Canyon. Just absolutely grand. It's a grand ass canyon. Um, what are the pyramids? But that's not, but see, now what are the qualifications? Because the Grand Canyon is natural. The pyramids, the aliens built, you know. So what are the, what are the, what are the, you know, the specs or whatever on that one? What are, what are some other wonders? The Trump Wall? <laughs> That's a wonder. Has that has that they put that up already? Oh, the Great Wall of China. That's one. No, it's not. The Asian guy would know. No, no, he's Korean. You don't know. The Northern Lights. It is a natural wonder. See, I think, you know, you know what, you know what, fuck this, fuck whoever came up with these seven wonders. There's way fucking more wonders than just fucking seven. The vagina is definitely a wonder of the world. You don't fucking agree? Jesus. Okay, good point. I don't know. I don't know. The penis is a wonder. Still trying to figure it out. Um... Let's uh, pick another topic. All right, whatever. What else is going on here? The last dream you remember was that fucking nightmare. That's uh, it's horrible. It was so. Uh, let me tell you, that was the worst one that I've ever had. 
write a haiku now. This is a good one. All right. Um, you know. This is more difficult <laughs> than I fucking thought. Okay. But you guys, see, you guys weren't even ready because the I'm all right was part of the haiku. All right. I started before you guys were paying attention. I'm way ahead of the, the game here. <clears throat> Look to the birds of the sky. What the hell? What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It's a Bible verse. <laughs> who's a who's a Christian in here? You you your team Jesus. What's going on? What does that mean? Look to the No, look to the birds to the sky. What is it trying to tell me, man? All right. Well, let's make something up, shall we? <laughs> Look to the birds of the sky. Now, <clears throat> you know, we are gathered here today um, because, you know, we all want to fly. And, uh, and uh, we can't. And so let's just look at the fucking birds <laughs> and just appreciate them and just be humble. You know, uh, God didn't give you wings uh, for a reason. Okay, because uh, he doesn't like you. <laughs> uh, aren't I right? All right. <laughs> the gay dude is. <laughs> All right. He doesn't like any of us. So don't worry about it. All right. How you think you'll die? <sighs> um, probably fucking die a horrible death. I'll probably, you know, be fucking drunk and, uh, you know, walk out into the streets and uh, this bus will be coming and I'll uh, shoot myself in the face. <laughs> All right, so a twist there. The M, M. Night Shyamalan of picking shit out of a fucking hat. All right, uh, your re greatest regret my greatest regret or my worst regret? Um, my biggest regret, uh, fucking, I don't know. I want to say probably doing this show, but that's not true. <laughs> that isn't even true. Um, my greatest regret I mean, uh, fucking driving drunk uh, for a second time and getting arrested. I mean, you want the fucking regret? That's the one. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We're we're getting into it now. We're finding a rhythm. All right. Are you in the grown-up club? What is that supposed to mean? I can find the clitoris. <laughs> I think these should all be on the stage here. Keep it tidy. Oh, you know, you want to be on the stage? All right. Okay. Um, I, am I in the grown-up club? Yes. 
Okay. After this one? No. All right. Where do you want to go on vacation? Um, you know, any fucking place would be a good fucking place to go on vacation. I haven't been on vacation in a long time. Actually, I just went on vacation uh, this morning. <laughs> Uh, unintentionally, my Uber driver uh, missed the exit and we went to San Francisco on accident. And it was a beautiful day and uh, it was a hell of a fucking, uh, you know, half an hour vacation. So, I'd like to do that again, maybe. Let's answer the question that way. Um, thank you very much. Besting the hell hat. I, I, it, the premise is, I tell you, I just make them and put them in, and then there they are. So I don't know why you got all the ones about like death and hating yourself, and I don't know why yours were all about finding the clitoris. I have no idea. The, the Bible verses, uh, look to the birds of the sky. They do not reap, they do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, yet your heavenly Father takes care of them. Basically saying, like, are ye better or not than birds? And I'm like, no, we're not fucking better than birds. Birds are way, birds can fly. Fuck humans. Anyways, I don't understand that. The Bible verse is basically like, it's okay. Look, God takes care of birds. Food stamps is there for you. You're next. <laughs> I, I love my food stamps. Your next comedian, he's going to be, I'm going to give him a little guest set real quick because uh, he's been hanging out and he's been playing with his beard and it's been scaring people. Uh, but that's okay. We're going to see what he does with the hat. Put your hands together, everybody, for Joey Vegas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Like the woman was saying, my name is Joey Vegas. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I would just like to announce the entire world tonight. I did it. 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 Well, I'm going to ask him. Hmm. Thing must be thinking. Hmm. He did it. What did he do? Well, I made it all the way up here where I'm calling it now is Sand City. It's such a beautiful city. I've always loved the city of San Francisco and thank you very much for having me tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. And he said, huh, I know what you're thinking. He did it. He did it. Well, what else did I do, right? Well, and like I was saying, I did it, right? I learned a joke coming up this way. You know, what do you call a pile of kittens? A mountain. Right, I think, you know, thinking, huh? He did it. He told a joke, right? But did he get me laugh, right? I'm thinking, well, I can just only think about the time I was back home. I'm not from here. I'm from the small town of Belico, California. Can you believe it? It's up near Belico, California. It's up near, I would say, in Central Valley, you know. But like I was saying, I did it, right? I learned the joke. What do you call a pile of kittens? A mountain, a mountain, a mountain, right? How do you learn it though, right? Well, there was a boy, he was sitting there in the hate district, there in, sitting up on top of the curb right there, I threw him, I dug it in my pocket, right? Throw him a quarter, right? Crip, little cripple boy right there, sitting on the corner, right? In the hate, and I threw him a quarter, the boy was sitting right there, didn't blink an eye, right? I, I dug all of my quarter, I gave him a whole quarter right out of my pocket, right? Dug it in there, man. 
and you was thinking, was, you was thinking, oh, he, yo, maybe he he would show you something, right? Maybe give you something, right? You was thinking. So, you no, know, he's in there, right? I said, man, boy, what's wrong with you, man? I said, did you see me dig my? Did you see me dig my pocket? Give you a cold quarter, man? And he would say, oh. He said, well, oh well. He says, oh. He used to get real quick, right? He said, oh well. I know who you are. I know who you are. I know who you are, right? And he was saying, uh, uh. He was saying, uh, uh. Let me, let me, let me tell you a joke. I know who you are. And he says, what do you call a pile of kittens? I said, what? He says, I'm yapping. My name is Joey Vegas. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Google Plus. You can find me on Grubhub. You can find me on Postmates. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joey Vegas, everyone. He thought the open mic was six to eight, so I gave him a little time. So we are a very we are a free speech radio station. You can come up and say fuck the police for two hours. I don't care. That's fine. You can do that. Uh, your next comedian is going to be pulling out of the hell hat. He's a lovely young gentleman, and you guys are going to enjoy him very much. Clap your hands together for Hunter Uniac. I do because I have white privilege. That's why. Okay. No. No jokes. Let's see how this goes. There's stuff on the back of these. Can I just... Projections of credit cards being used and debt in the theater of... C-S-C-H-I-F-F-B-A... Yeah, no, I can't even read that fucking word. I'm going to do the actual jokes. Cracker Jack Rinky Dink. That's what everybody calls me. Fucking, I was wearing a Five Guys hat earlier. Like, uh, can you pass my backpack capital? I want to show you guys. It's like, I was called a fucking Cracker Jack Rinky Dink because I work at Five Guys. Thank you, buddy. And our hat's a fucking MAGA hat. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, so I got off, Bart came down here wearing this shit in Mission Street passing by 20 fucking taquerias. Yeah, I have the fucking, you know, I, I'm a Cracker Jack, Cracker Jack Rinky Dink pretty much. It's just insane. It's just, God damn it, every time I wear this, I feel like I have white guilt. It's horrible, man. Cracker Jack Rinky Dink. That's a good insult. I'm going to actually use that. I will. But I'm going to use it against somebody who's not white just to throw them off. You know? All right. I see the people in this room. They're not going to like that joke. It's like, excuse me, sir. I'm one, too. All right. I built up two, so I'm going to put this one in my pocket but not read it. One of your moods. Um, I'm 24 years old, so the only mood, and I live by myself, the only mood I have is loneliness. You know? And horniness. And they just kind of compile together, you know, to like... Horniness? No, that doesn't work. I'm trying to like mix them together. Those words are just too fucking similar. One of my moods. That can also mean like, you know, when you're on like one of those moods, like when you're an asshole, you know, like going off on people. And I tend to do that a lot at work, you know, because everybody I work with is incompetent. Uh, yeah, there's nothing funny there. There isn't. One of my moods. You know what? If you guys don't fucking laugh at this set, I will be in one of my moods after. It's fucking right. Laugh. Sobriety. Fuck that. <laughs> sobriety. Again, I'm 24 years old and I'm a fucking comic. I don't know what sobriety is. You know, like how? Like I'll ask the audience. How? What's the longest you've been sober? Couple hours. Once. You see, like, Pam's usually, like, one of the happiest, fucking bounciest, jumpiest people out there. Like, everything she says, you know, it kind of, like, lifts me up. She said that like she was getting fucking interrogated for a murder trial. 
You know, it's like I did it six weeks once. Why? Because I was in jail. There was no fucking choice. <laughs> Jesus, sobriety. Sobriety is weird. It is. I. I'm gonna go into something else. Sobriety is pretty much a four-letter word in my book. You know, I'll say it. I'll leave it with that. Get lost figuratively. Um. Oh, that's literally, my bad. <laughs> figuratively getting lost. How would you figuratively get lost? I don't understand that. Like, I don't get the premise. This is, I'm, st okay, well, I'm still lost, literally. You know, like, I'm really, <laughs> get lost figuratively. I mean, I'm lost emotionally, does that count? Yeah, yeah, you went, yeah, like you fucking know exactly what I'm talking about. You're wearing all black, you got, you haven't shaved in a week, you know, like I get it, man, I do, I do. Getting lost figuratively, that's weird, that is, I'm just getting lost, okay. Uh, by the way, every time I keep on reaching down, I'm like almost going into the tip jar and I feel like a piece of shit for doing that. Why are you doing this? Because I want money. No, that's the, uh, why are you doing this? Um... Comedy? Why am I doing comedy? Because it's the only activity you can do like six days a week, seven days a week, and when you drink, you're productive. You know? In reality, I should say, because I want to work with my emotional problems, work them out on stage, you know, and do all those things, which makes may me actually, which may make me actually lost figuratively. But it's just, why am I doing this? Why? Because I fucking love it. I really do. Like when I went to vacation, like in LA one time, I went to my friend's, uh, she wanted to go to a fucking rave, like a two day music festival and I hate them, all right? And we went to Anaheim, like three hours before we were supposed to go to the rave, I was like, uh, I'm gonna go to LA really quick, take a three hour bus ride out to LA to do one mediocre mic and then go all the way back to the fucking rave for like a five hour round trip. I do this because my feet take me to the next mic without even thinking about it. That's not a fucking joke, it's just me Fucking telling you about me, I guess. Yeah, you didn't laugh, so apparently not. Loud noises. Um, when I was like in my parents' house growing up, um, we were right under the little fucking like uh, airways, you know, like every five, ten minutes, like a plane would, you know, fly over us. So like I kind of got immune to that. Like everybody has like a loud noise, you know, that they don't fucking get. Loud noises are weird. You know what's the worst loud noise? Your parents fucking. It's horrible. It is. It is. The people that laughed heard their parents fuck when they were kids. Everybody else is just like, everybody else, their dad probably has a small dick. <laughs> Something you choose to believe. I'm an atheist, so I don't believe in anything. Um, no, something I choose to believe, I believe that I will make you guys laugh, eventually. And I choose to believe it because I'm lying to myself. You know, it's weird. What do I choose to believe? I believe that this next fucking thing is gonna be great. Money, oh, marriage, yay or nay. I thought the yay meant Coke for a second. <laughs> And I would marry a drug dealer for the coke. You know, but marriage, do I believe in marriage? Um, if she's rich, fuck yes. You know, you know, if he's rich, fuck yes. I don't care, it's in San Francisco, I'll do it for the paycheck. 
Every guy's asked themselves, like, like, do you suck a dick for like a million dollars? I'll suck a dick for a fucking pension, you know? Give me like fucking 10, like give me $10 million every single year and that's my spending money. I don't give a fuck. No, but marriage, well, I, I would have to give a fuck actually. Like I'd be fucking him. Marriage, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in marriage. They say like 50% of marriages are um, end of divorce and uh, the other 50% of marriages, they just don't talk to each other anymore. You know, it's weird. Marriages, I was actually there for my parents' wedding. That's going into a bit, never mind. Yeah, now, we can't do bits, right? Okay, fuck it. Yeah, we'll go into this. Like I was, I was there for my parents' wedding. You know, I um, I was the ring bearer actually. So, uh, you know, I was there. It was a fucking amazing moment. Um, I realized later on that my mom, when she married my dad, was pregnant with my little brother, which means I wasn't even the fucking child they got married over. You know, the whole ring bearer thing supposed to be a great honor. No, that was my first shitty temp job. My mom actually got divorced, which is like 50% of the fucking marriages. Got divorced, got remarried last week. I wasn't invited back from my old job. Yeah, I did shit. It'd be really weird for me to like be a ring bearer at 24 years old. You know, like I'd probably still wear the same suit and I was five then. That'd be a weird wedgie. Cats? Fuck cats. <laughs> Fuck cats. You know why cats are assholes? Because they know they're not dogs. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like, dogs are amazing. Dogs are amazing. You know, you pet them, they fucking love you. A cat, you pet the cat, it shows you it's asshole, and it scratches you. Like, that's... If I want a girlfriend, I'll fucking talk to a woman instead. It's weird. It's weird. Cats. Cats. The music, isn't there a musical called Cats? Didn't that suck too? <laughs> There's my fucking point. Jesus Christ. My last ex-girlfriend actually had like seven cats. And yeah, yeah, like she, they weren't hers, they were her parents, which means her entire family's crazy, not just her, you know? But uh, this is how we broke up actually. She was um, on the phone with me one day. She's like, Hunter, I had a really bad day. Um, one of my cats got fucking torn open by a raccoon and I went good and she was like that's horrible I'm like no it's not that's not even your fucking cat it's a stray one you know like that's that's the crazy part about cat owners too like when they fucking see a stray cat come in they feed you a little bit the stray cat leaves they think it's their fucking cat no that cat has his own fucking life you are a side owner to the cat you know it's like a fucking side pussy or side piece of ass yeah it's like he'll see you when he's hungry because his owner didn't give him the food he wants you know fuck cats fuck cats I would. the only thing i like about cats is they probably don't believe in marriage too because they're assholes as well twice in the same day huh that's how many times I masturbated today. <laughs> now, um, twice in the same day. What have I done twice in the same day? Or just that, honestly. Just that. <laughs> Technology has ruined masturbation because porn's just way too easy to fucking access now. Technology's ruined kind of everything. You know, this is a funny bit, but one thing I've realized is there's too much information that we get and it gets crammed down our throats. You know, like we're not able to process it enough. And the people are just like out there going, well, I saw these seven TED Talks and I'm gonna recite them in front of you. But uh, you don't even know what the word fucking abortion means. Why are you saying this out loud? 
Sorry, this is a conversation I had with my mom last week. How many houseplants do you have? I'm 24 years old and I live by myself. I don't have houseplants. It's not, I have plants in my backyard, you know? But then, oh, a houseplant, like it's so fucking, I don't get the point of them. Like if you wanna see a fucking tree, look outside. They're right there, like, oh, houseplants, it's so weird. You know what I think a one telling sign of a sociopath would be or a psychopath? If they have houseplants that are cactus, cacti. No, you don't see that? Okay. I just think it's weird. Like, that's actually not a, not a social, that's just a lazy person, because you don't even have to fucking water that shit. Do something physical. Next one. My inner voice says, this is actually a really comfy way to sit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I feel like I'm in high school, just sitting on that little, you know, I don't know, that little fucking concrete thing, waiting for my parents to come and they never pick me up, which is how I started stand-up comedy, you know? My inner voice says, though, right now, is I love you guys. I do. I love you as much as I love cats. <laughs> All right, I think it's my last poll. That's it for me. Keep it for your host, uh, Pam Benjamin, guys. Andrew Uniac, everyone. Yay. Um, wow, there are still so many left. That's amazing. I didn't realize I really made that many. Like, I sit there sort of like for a couple of hours, and I just keep like writing them and writing them, and then there's lots of them. Um, that was pretty much the bill, but I'll, I'll pick one more before we all say, what is this? I thought maybe that was a drink coupon or something. Oh, I know what this is. <gasps> this is another one of the sticky things. I have one inside that works. Okay, this is exciting. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a weird thing I found that's important, actually. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, it says, where you'll be in five years. I'll be 49 years old. I don't think I'll be alive, to be honest. I keep hearing about all my friends having brain aneurysms and dying. One of my friends was 42, and he got a brain aneurysm, and he died. And I was like, 42 is the answer to life and everything, and then you die. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't. I won't actually make any plans for five years because anytime I actually try to do something, I'm so disappointed by my own expectations that it's just pointless to even try because I'd just rather have no expectations and not be totally, completely depressed because I'm such a failure. So if you just don't set any expectations, there's no failure, right? Right, so there's just no, so I'm not gonna tell you what I'm doing in five years. Because I don't want to even think about it because then it won't come true if it will. It's like, it's like wishing. That's stupid. Do the two of normal people, do you want to try a, a hellhead? Do you want to try to pull one? Do you want to try to pull one? Come on up, you want to try to pull? Yay, this guy is going to try to pull from that. Yay. All right, so this, I'm, uh, I'm not a comic guy. I don't have any bits, but I think I figured out how you guys can have a good set here. If, um, if anybody doesn't like what I say and nobody laughs, then somebody, who's the kind, who thinks they're a kind person here? You look like a comic. So if nobody laughs at one of my jokes, please say, fuck y'all, you know? And, and um, if, like, if like people do laugh, uh, something I say, then at the end of it, just go, <laughs> like, add a little bit to it, you know what I'm saying? 
anyway, I'm just pushing some boundaries tonight. That's really the truth. Uh, and I'm just trying to figure out some shit. You know, I'm just, I was at the armory. You know, my, my wife went out of town today. I'm, I'm going to reveal I don't have any rings. It's, a, it's my fucking night out, you know. And I uh, went to the armory to look for some BDSM shit. And they're having like a comedy show in the basement. And I'm checking out these comics and I'm like, hey, this is cool. They're just being vulnerable and shit. And by the way, I just got a PAX this week, so I tried some uh, some PAX vaping, and it's uh, it's interesting. It's about being vulnerable and having the connection, right? But half the shit is you just got to be liked. I think. Kudos to you guys. But anyway, I walked in here because it's uh, it's open mic, but I'm a little late because I'm Latino, and. Uh, I guess it was kind of dark. I was looking for some sort of fucking bar on 16th Street, even though I live like 10 blocks away, right? And I'm thinking, dude, is this just like a fucking house on the GPS? What the fuck? So then I park my car, come in here, and I see a very welcoming environment here. It's like you guys are helping each other out. So I guess, uh, but I didn't know it was like a Toastmasters kind of shit. So I guess oh, you got to... the theme of this show tonight. Reach into the hat. I mean, I feel like I'm on a fucking stage at a strip club and shit. These are dollars that people threw at somebody. Here, no, in the hat, in the hat itself. Oh, in the hat, okay. I'll try something here, all right? Yeah. Um, and by the way, you can tell I was dressed out to have a good night out. I'm wearing this fucking scarf. This is, by the way, the last shit that I have from my time in New York, like five years ago. I'm now fucking jeans and North Face fleece and shit and some T-shirts. But this is like the last thing I bought from like six years ago. I don't know if you guys ever lived in New York and you've had that transformation when you come out here. Who's, who's lived in New York? Did you guys, you guys feel like you're becoming more Bay Area here? All right, do your next joke in a British accent. <laughs> Dude, ask a, a Chicano to do a fucking British accent. Well, here's what's funny, man. I was walking over here to find this place, no, actually to find the armory, and I see a homeless person on 16th Street. And, you know, we pass folks like this all the time. And I'm like, I do, I, you know, he looks at me and says, hey, you got some money? And I'm like, I'm like, you know, it's like, I smiled at him, I'm all cool. And then, it was like a top of the morning to you. And I really thought, I was like, dude, what the fuck was that? I'm wearing this fucking scarf, I'm walking around, this guy's asking for money. And I'm like, uh, I give him this fucking reaction that was like, you know, it's like, top of the morning to you. I can't do a fucking British accent, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But it was like, uh, you know, it's funny because you go across that every day. And some days you want to give, some days you're just like, you get these reactions. Uh, but there was a stench coming off the guy. And I have to say, I walked like 10, 10 feet later and I say, what the fuck was that stench? And I know what the stench was. It's called, I call it ball sweat. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that stench, but it comes, yeah, every guy knows, but it comes every once in a while. But uh, it's the most horrendous uh, stench ever. All right, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm not a comedian, so this is my last one. Your first date. Damn, do I even remember? I mean, I'm, I'm in the 40s, man. I don't, first date. My first date was, uh, dude, and it's got to be fucking funny, too. Um, man, my first date was in high school, dude. Uh, some chick from back home who was, like, from the Catholic neighborhood. And, you know, it's your fucking mom's. In the, in the Latino community, it's like your mom's dream that you marry somebody in the community or like somebody who's going to fucking end up working at Walgreens and shit. But your mom's just like, but they're in the community, right? Uh, I went out with her. Uh, it was all about fucking Friday night football in Texas. I had nothing. Uh, I was like the nerd in school, man. Uh, she was like the sister of this dude who ended up becoming like a Navy SEAL and shit and uh, was really cool. And so I'm there and I think she's like the cheerleader type who's... Uh, looking for the next step and I'm like trying to fucking 
have a fucking it's kind of how I feel right now just have a basic conversation with her anyway uh, I think that's it I don't have a bit I don't have anything thank you for supporting me this guy he's so brave he gets up you you've cheered acted late you're like what Okay. Um, I'm gonna. Are you chomping at the bit, Capital? Or are you guys? We can we can close it down. I know the people the people that are. I know we've got people who've been supporting and being here. If you want it, we can. But I also feel like they've been supporting and they've been such good audience people. And Mark, either way, there's you guys. Do you feel the itch to pull? Do you want to? Do you think you know the times? That's the kind of shit that's left in here, honestly. <laughs> Do you think you know the times? What does that even mean? How much pot was I smoking when I did these? Um, a lot. The answer to that is a lot. Um, I do love marijuana. Um, Capital will come up. We'll do, we'll do a quick one for you guys. And uh, Capital Pilgrim, everybody. Yay! Sorry, I'm not having a midlife crisis like you. So I don't think I'll be as funny. I'm having a normal crisis. Those aren't as funny. They're just real. It lasts longer. Bad blind date. I've never been on a blind date because I don't set myself up in stupid situations. I'm the smart person. Like, somebody got the question earlier, have you ever been in jail? No, because my people taught me to leave before the shit goes down. At least five minutes. At least. I done avoided three shootings. If they didn't teach me, they'd think I was a snitch. But, gotta play it smart. My favorite meltdown. Ooh, both of them are here. Because um, every other meltdown I'm not proud of. But the ones I have here, I have a microphone, so I say what I'm thinking. All the other ones, I just, I go and I hide and I meltdown. So I don't say what I'm thinking. But when I'm here, I either leave or I sit in the back until I get really mad and then I come out here and I yell at people. Um, or I cry. Again, it's two meltdowns. Both were here. One was yelling, one was crying. One was like two hours ago. So, um, Your favorite Valentine. I've had three girlfriends. One... I broke up with because her Asian gangster boyfriend was gonna like attack me or something. I don't know. As soon as I got the vibe, I left five minutes before, like I said. Um, second one, I loved her. That was stupid. This shit ain't even funny. Um, yeah, not my favorite Valentine. My other third one. I'm with now, and I just, I took her to paint a plate for Valentine's Day. And that shit took like three hours. And I, I painted a cat, and I did a terrible job. And I think that's, it shows vulnerability. Um, so she likes it, I don't know. I'm her favorite Valentine, definitely. So it's working out. Um, the most courageous thing you've done. Yeah, I, the song was the most memorable. And there was like a, there was this actress, I forget her name that I cried on stage earlier.
Okay, so every other time I come up here, I try and be funny. I just did not give a fuck. I did not care. I was just like, I'm just gonna come up here. I'm gonna be emotional. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna say how much I love this room, and I'm gonna get out of here. Um, sorry, I'm not getting out of here now, but I'm not that courageous. Roast. I already roasted you. Not a joke. I want to roast you. I feel like you're. No, I. I. Now, now you want it, so I don't want to. Um. Actually, I want roller skating lessons from you. I'm not gonna roast you, cause then you're gonna make me look bad. That's not gonna be fun. That's what I'm gonna do next Valentine's Day. I plan ahead. Five minutes ahead, at least. <laughs> Luke Newman. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have cut your hair, bro. Should have. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not good. I'm not good at. Ro I'm like I said. Who who asked for nice people earlier? I'm not good at, at roasting on the spot. I can make fun of you if I know you, but if if you want me to just be mean to you, I can't do that because I want you to be happy. I can be mean to you if it's gonna make you happy. But if you want me to just be mean to you, it's you won't be happy. I'm really good at it. I am really, really good at it. Especially you. I know you real well. I'm in your car like every two days. I can make you cry for like three days. And list a lot of numbers. If I had $217, I would. I do have $217. <laughs> I got that in my pocket right now Because uh, I'm not broke But I am because I work for it So it's, I'm not Like I can't spend it Like I have money Like Somebody had a great joke earlier I'm not going to steal it But basically it, it came out to If you have parents So if you If you have parents who can support themselves So you go broke Lose your house and you can move back in with them Then you're not a real adult and I was like, shit. All my ego just out the fucking window. But, like I said, I work 40 hours a week to get the apartment that I have. So I do have $217. Unlike this motherfucker right here. There we go, a little bit of a rough. Um, last pull. Fair. Extreme eye contact. Oh, I've been doing that the whole time. That's my favorite thing to do. I usually ain't got shit to say, so I just stare at people and let them start talking. And it usually works. Almost every time. Almost every time. Never making eye contact again. <laughs> <laughs>
If it, it, we have we have one guy left for five minutes, if you can hang in, you guys are such troopers. I already gave you lighters. I want to give you my feeling. I'm like, I want to give you things. I'll give you. I have buttons. I'm like, you're here. It's so nice. Okay, last comedian of the night. Uh, he's been really helpful running our Instagram. So follow us on Mutiny Radio SF and see all the cool pictures he took tonight. And he did. He does. He's really helpful. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. Yay! God, let's get right into it, shall we? <laughs> Danger, you're all in it. Okay. My greatest challenge. Um, not looking like an out of shape Green Lantern. I think that's my current epidemic. Thank you for that joke, Luke Newman. Who would you work for? I just worked for the devil recently. Um, <laughs> I'm not joking. Um, the Bohemian Club. They run the Bohemian Grove. Right, yeah, they sacrifice like children and stuff. I don't know, they're crazy. I didn't, I didn't see that side of it. I worked in the kitchen. Fuck all that craziness. I was just making their fucking steaks and stuff. It's beautiful. Uh, they, just, they fired me three days into the job. Um, apparently you're not supposed to take pictures inside of a top secret secret society clubhouse. I was just admiring their artwork and I figured the internet would like to know about it too. I think that's what they're trying to avoid. Oh. I'm just trying to figure out where the room is so that they can also be in danger. <laughs> they sent me a a letter randomly. They already gave me their check. What the fuck is this letter about? You know what I mean? Still kind of concerned. Have I ever been to jail? No, I listened to way too much E40 to ever go to jail. Um, he already taught me how to sell dope. That's not racist. The song's called Teach Me How to Sell Dope. Fruit of the Devil. I could tell you this because um, I know I've met him. Um, it's apples. <laughs> Realistically, it'd probably be tangerines because they're all old as fuck and it's probably false teeth. So they probably really can't eat apples because that'd fuck them up. My uncle had dentures and he couldn't eat regular chips. He could only eat Pringles because he could suck on them until they <laughs> broke down. He was fat. The reason I'm going to hell. I used to pimp this one bitch this one time. Hey man, you asked me a fucking question. She had a Prius. She worked at McDonald's. That really wasn't, so she was just flipping burgers for the money. There was no dick sucking involved. My dirty secret. Let's move on. <laughs> the one thing you change about yourself. Can we please move on? This one time at band camp. Jesus Christ, Pam, can we please move on? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Hunter. Yeah, can we please? Who would you vote for? I really regret all of my decisions, Pam. <laughs> the farthest I've ever ran. So it's weird being attractive because I used to not be. I used to be a fat fuck. And now I'm more of like fat fuck light. Like with Splenda. And the reason for that is because when I got 
sober. I stopped smoking pot. I moved to my dad's house and I had like a punching bag and I was like, Mr. Rocky, I was punching the bag and I was running laps in the backyard and I was like, fuck this backyard, I'm gonna go run on the street because I was feeling myself, you know what I mean? I was like, fuck it, because fat people don't fucking run in public. That's out of my, that's not even on the list of things I ever wanted to do growing up is run in public. So I go run, but I wouldn't run at a decent time. I run at fucking like three in the morning and I run, it was like a mile, it started, it started, it was like a mile point four because going any farther would require me to turn more and I was, I'm a lazy fat fuck. So I just want to run one direction and one direction back and that's it. So 1.4 is what I got. And I got my time down from like, I don't know, it was like 16 minutes to I got all the way down to 12 minutes and I like jerked off a bunch. It was great. It was really, really good. That was my reward. I would be like, all right, you can only come, but if you run in the morning, I was 19. I am best at masturbating a lot. Cats, that's not out of the question sometimes. Uh, the reason for, pu for, the, for pubic hair. Uh, Pam Benjamin is the reason for pubic hair. If you don't know, please Google her. Am I a team player? Um, you know, if my girlfriend wants another dick in the room, not against it, you know what I mean? Roll out the red carpet. We already talked about Pam Benjamin's pubes. I made a mess of my pants earlier today. And Pam Benjamin's bathroom here. Oh, but I, I cleaned it up. Two people who use, <laughs> two people who are worse than hell. Uh, the guy who owns FCC Free Radio and um, me. How do you like your eggs? Um, preferably like frozen in some kind of laboratory. Um, for my semen. All right, cool. Um, are the robots coming to kill us all? Um, they're definitely going to fuck us. I don't know how in-depth they're going to fuck us, but they're fucking us already. So I don't know how much farther it's going to go. I think we're all going to... Never mind. The weirdest place you had is it. <laughs> oh, man. I have this thing under the tip of my penis. And I've always had it all my life. It's not like it's a growth that came when I started fucking this prostitute that one time. It was always there. And I know what it is. It's a, it, it, well, I think, I, I hope I know what it is. It's like where they, you know, they cut, I'm white, not Jewish. I have no foreskin. Uh, but they, I think they missed just the smallest little bit. And it looks like a whitehead. And I had a girlfriend, you know what I mean? She was like, doing the whole deal and she was like inspecting it she was she noticed that and she kept it in for weeks weeks and she finally was like what's up with the little zit on your dick and i had to explain what i just explained to you so other than that i got a lot of fucking zits you know what i mean my name is mark no you guys have a great night thank you guys for being here I only wrote that one because I actually have a zit inside my vagina right now because I actually tried to shave it for whatever and then I got this crazy ingrown hair and then it turned into a thing and I was like, see, I'm never shaving again. That's the reason I don't shave. It's like every time I shave, something awful happens like that. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. It's been such a treat uh, and what a fun night. Thanks for coming all the way from Albany. Thanks for bringing your friends and thanks for the comedians for being here and for Mark bringing a person and for the guy that disappeared with the stuff and you a person I didn't even where did you come from have you been here the whole time oh my god 
I, wow, you're like a ghost man. Uh, hey, everybody, thanks so much for being here and for supporting Mutiny Radio. Come out next week for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It, some of the shows are free. There's 46 shows. Um, his show, one of them, yes, the cage match. This is actually, I think it's one of the most exciting shows in the festival. It happens to be at 9 a.m. on Saturday, but um, it's free, and it's a bunch of comedians that are all different Nick Cage characters, but they don't know which Nick Cage character they all are, and they're all like dating or something. It's a mystery date. It's cage match. It's gonna be fucking amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to be here for it. I'm like, I'm waking up. But there's a lot of cool, weird, free things. So check out. Um, the schedule and we'll see you guys next week. Bye! Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco, Mutiny Radio. San Francisco, Mutiny Radio. Listen to live streaming radio or down. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th annual. Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics wonderful hilarious people in the scene get to know them hang out do a set have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on saturdays from four to six get long sets because no one ever shows up so it's like stage time and people can listen come on by to mutiny radio get your comedy on baby 